106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Atop a cold peak near California's capital, Governor Gavin Newsom was enjoying the peace and quiet he'd earned by taking away everything fun in the state. But then he heard something that made his blood run cold. Singing. According to sources, every Christian in Cali, the tall and the small, was singing without any permits at all. The governor hadn't stopped the Lord's Day from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. What's this? Singing? In my state? Newsom cried as he looked down at the small village of Whoville and heard the believers gathered there singing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. I don't understand it. I don't. I took away all of their joy and their hope. I said not to sing. I said it. I did. I wasn't joking or cranking. I never kid. Then Newsom realized something with fear. He realized he couldn't stop Christians from worshiping here. Maybe churches were more important than concerts or bars. Maybe they were more than some worship with electric guitars. But then, his heart shrank three sizes. And he ordered the power to be cut in hopes that it would finally stop that infernal racket. Okay, everybody, last TikTok of the night, and uh, we're going to go through a list of the things that we've learned in the first 30 days of Biden's reign. You ready? We learned that Coca-Cola is racist. Kids in cages is cool again. No problem with that. House Dems want to classify Christians as national security threats. They sent a letter to the Department of Justice asking for that. 14 House members signed on to it. Democrat House members, I should say. House Dems want to control media narratives. Uh, by removing Fox News, Newsmax, and OAN. Basically, they want to curtail freedom of speech by forcing uh, cable channels to, uh, to get rid of it. Domestic terrorism isn't a crime if it takes place at night. So if uh, the people at the Capitol had gone in at night, it wouldn't have been a crime. That's what uh, Merrick Garland said. Biden wants to protect illegal alien pedophiles from being deported. Genocide is a cultural issue. Yeah, it's a cultural issue. I didn't know that. All this and more, it all happened in 30 days. What it's telling me is this going to be a long four years. Creative Light Theater presents Choices, an original musical comedy dinner theater showing April 21st through 23rd at 6.30 p.m. Wednesday and Thursday's shows are $22 per person or $200 for a table of 10. Friday's show is $33 per person or $300 for a table of 10. This original musical production of Choices is a journey through time, granting a glimpse into the stories of Adam and Eve, Abraham Lincoln, Adolf Hitler, and more. This collection examines some big history-making choices and gives us a chance to consider the privilege and responsibility we exercise every day with the choices we make. Come laugh and ponder Creative Light Theater's musical comedy dinner theater choices at the Embassy Theater, 1179 Eager Road, Live Oak. Or call 530-671-3160 for information and tickets.
right. How's it going out there? This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, and this is our 101st episode or podcast, and it should be uh, listed as March 6th, 2021. Welcome. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to listen. Thank you for passing on the word that uh, we have a talk every week. Um, For those that are just jumping into this, you can always reach me at uh, email or text or phone call. And let me give you those coordinates. It's Lou, L-O-U, at NoHostagesRadio.com. Lou at NoHostagesRadio.com. You can dial me up at 530-713-1838 on the left coast. And uh, you can call me anytime you want. If you get a busy signal or, or over to voicemail, that just means I'm on, on the other line because I uh, respond 24 hours a day pretty much. You can also text on that uh, phone as well. So if you have anything you want to offer for the show or you have a correction or something, you don't like it, that's fine. The cool thing about podcast and media today is if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. Do you know that? If I go to a restaurant and get a bad meal and I think, you know, this place probably not going to get it together, I don't I don't usually go back for a double helping, a second helping. So <clears throat> if you don't need a second helping here, uh, you can move on. Either way is fine with me. I'm good. Uh, so let's see. What else do we normally say here at the beginning? Uh, I don't know whether you stumbled across by going to your podcast source or whether you uh, went to our website, which is nohostagesradio.com, and there you can find lots of podcasts. In fact, you can find 101 of them, and you can find uh, probably a couple hundred articles that I've written uh, over the last five or six years, or not five or six years, but the last uh, year since we've been uh, doing podcasts and things like that. So uh, anyway, we do six uh 20-minute segments uh, separated by some clips that I pick out for you that are smarter people than I, and uh, I like them myself. Otherwise, I I don't put things on that I don't like. Uh, So at some point, you either got to like what I like or move on, and either way is fine with me. Uh, Don't want to intentionally uh, cause you to have a bad day, but if you are just always having a bad day with me, I would, for your mental health sake, I would go try something different. I wanted to mention something at the first, because some folks may start listening to the show and then get uh, distracted or not be able to make it through the whole thing. So I have a few, a couple of important events coming up that I want you to know about. One is uh, and there's, a, I believe, a, <clears throat> a Tanner uh, who puts the show together for us in Texas. I asked Tanner put together a – It's a. Uh, uh, he's going to add it in. It's uh, about a 60-second or 80-second clip about choices. It's a dinner theater that's offered up here in the Sutter County in no- Northern California in Yuba City, to be specific, at the uh, Embassy Theater on the Church of Glad Tidings campus – uh, at 1179 Eager Road. And I want to just tell you this because uh, uh, a lot of folks just haven't got out much during the last year. And this is a really good uh, entertainment. It's live entertainment. It's a dinner theater. Uh, 
And if you're listening to the show today uh, very long, you'll probably hear the clip and it'll tell you all about it. So I won't waste time uh, repeating what Leslie Greenitz is saying. She's the founder of Creative Light Theater who's putting on the show and she's the lady that uh, wrote it and uh, wrote this uh, show and also uh, is the lady you hear her voice on the uh, on the clip. So the event is April 21, 22, 23. That's a Tuesday. Tuesday, let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in the evening at 6.30. And uh, it's a dinner theater. So all the money is going to um, fund uh, rehabilitation efforts, drug and alcohol rehabilitation efforts, and transitional living, getting people back into society, contributing to society, and helping us pay the bills over here in society. So they'll be serving and cooking and getting the benefit of funding where they're living. So that's April 21, 22, 23, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And the the, um, the 10, you can go get an individual seat. Uh, the first two nights are cheaper at $22 a seat. And if you want to get a table of 10, that'll you can get in at $200 for the table of 10 people. And then if you want to come to last night, which is a Friday night, it's a little more expensive. It's $33 per person or $300 for a table of 10. So all you need to do is call Glad Tidings as 530-671-3160, 530-671-3160. They're there Tuesday through Friday from 8 to 4. So give them a shout out if you're interested. Bring your friends. It's a fun night. It'll be a... Uh, uh, it's just going to be a cool night. There's be a few hundred people there in the audience uh, eating and and uh, chatting and having a big laugh and and uh, seeing some really provocative uh, acting going on. Okay, the other thing I want to mention is a friend of mine is is working on this and uh, part of the money <clears throat> is going to help veterans, military veterans uh, that are having a struggle. It's it's, it's uh, going to go toward the money going to go toward fight the war within foundation people that are struggling with the aftermath of being involved in conflict and then part of the money is going to going to go to a trauma intervention program which is what i run we actually respond to all kinds of trauma including uh, trauma involving people struggling with past experiences in the military and other situations where they have post-traumatic stress so uh, tip is going to benefit by that also so this is a car show and it's on May 29. It's from uh, it starts at 9 a.m. in the morning, May 29th. And the location is 11th and J Street. It's called the 530 Building, 11th and J in Marysville. Uh, and the kind of says uh, Memorial Day Awareness Car Show helps save the lives of those who sacrifice to protect your freedom. At 530 Building, 1104 J. That's 11th and J. That's right next to the uh, 10th Street Bridge. So there's all kinds of prizes. Maybe you have a really cool car that you've never got out much, but it's a classic. It's a uh, spiffed out, re- you know, uh, rehabilitated vehicle, restored, looking like new, maybe better than new. And you want to show it off. You you may be able to win uh, one of the prizes. So you can give them a shout out. And uh, the way you can get a hold of them, there's a uh, email Memorial Day Car Show at gmail.com. Memorial, Memorial Day Car Show at gmail.com. And the guy that's putting this together is Alex Suarez, S U A R E Z, Alex. 
just you can uh, email that and just say give a shout out to Alex. Say hey, I want to put my car in or. Um, so I think there's pre-registration for $40 per car or mid-registration, uh, $50 a car. So you car guys, you car ladies that have your vehicles, you know all about these type of things. And uh, they're always great fundraisers where people can enjoy cars of the past. Okay. And it's, it's both organizations are wonderful organizations. Finally, uh, this past week, a group of people uh, from the Marysville, Yuba City area uh, attended or tried to attend uh, the Marysville City Council meeting, which has been closed like all other uh, supervisors and city council meetings up until recently. Recently, the Yuba City City Council uh, opened and the um, Sutter County Board of Supervisors opened their meetings, their weekly or, or bi- bi-weekly meetings. And... Uh, and over on the other side of the river, as we call it here, if you live in Yuba Sutter counties, uh, is the Marysville City Council and the Yuba County Board of Supervisors. So both of those groups over on the Yuba County side are closed to the public. So a group of people met Tuesday night at 530 in front of the city hall, which the way they do it in uh, each each uh, jurisdiction handles meetings differently. Some of them are in there in the building and they're allowing people to zoom or some other type of technology to watch their meeting or have input into their meeting. Others like the Yuba County Board of Supervisors don't even frequent their building. They just zoom together from wherever they are and allow you to somehow get attached to that through a code and zoom with them, but they aren't even in their chambers City Council of Marysville was meeting in their in their chambers, but they would lock the door to the city uh, hall. So they would go in, they have a key, and they would lock the public out. It's interesting because the public actually are the owners of of the property of City Hall, uh, not the city council nor the the uh, city administrator or manager. So, but that's that was their their plan, and in the Yuba City uh, City Hall and supervisors meeting they meet in the same place now uh their doors were actually open they just had forbid you to go in uh so anyway there was a uh, an organized meeting to people for people to redress their grievances so in any public meeting in, in at least in california where i'm familiar whether it's an ed- education meeting or a, just a political meeting city council uh, supervisors there's a time uh, set aside where you can you can speak to the supervisors or the council about non-agenda items they can't vote on those things because they're not agendized but you can just have a few minutes to share your thoughts about any particular topic relating to the uh, the area that you're in and so uh because there's been no uh, ability to go there and and meet in public the only way to do that in Marysville City Council was to zoom in, or if there's another technology, I wouldn't know what that is, but you get the idea. You're not you're not there, but you could you could uh, visit by technology. So uh, the idea was these people got together outside uh, on at five thirty before the six o'clock meeting. It started at five thirty. They set up a sound system. They had a pledge of allegiance, just like they do in a, a city council meeting. I, th- I think they sang a patriotic song, and then they begin to have speakers, just like you would, um, that they would give people a few minutes to talk, and then other people would talk. And so, um, inside, has it as it uh, was just a coincidence that this happened. 
On the agenda, number one on the agenda, the mayor, Chris Branscombe, uh, put uh, that the asked for a vote to open the meeting. And so uh, even though the mayor wants that to be voted on, puts it on the agenda, doesn't mean that he's going to get three votes, which it would take to vote to open the meeting. And so uh, the fact was what happened uh, was that they did vote to open the meeting and they came out and addressed the group, which was conducting their own meeting simultaneously and actually listening in at the meeting on the inside. And uh, so they came out and opened the meeting and allowed a group of people in. So uh, that was a, uh, a change. And so now the Marysville City Council meetings are open and you can go on their website and look in their agenda and, and see what time they meeting, what days are their meetings. And please go to the city council meetings and read the agenda and take part in them. Even if you just want to go and watch, just watching and listening is important. If you're particularly if you're a city, a city of Marysville resident. So now this coming Tuesday, which will be the uh, 9th of March uh, at 845 at in the morning, because the meeting starts at nine. There's the same uh, type of a, uh, a gathering is going to occur at the Yuba County Supervisors meeting. And this location is um, 9th and J Street. So this, the government building for Yuba County takes up bigger. It looks like bigger than a block, uh, mostly all parking lot. But it's at 9th and J or 9th and I. You can see it there when you get up at, at that coordinate. And right in front of the building, um, the supervisor or the county government building, Yuba County government, there is a south entrance that faces onto 9th Street. And they're going to be an outdoor gathering there with sound system. And you'll have a chance to give your uh, your per- perspective on whatever's going on in the county. And as the uh, as the supervisors are going to be conducting their building, their, their meeting, not inside the building, because they don't meet in that building anymore. They haven't for a year, according to the, the government officials. They'll be Zooming, but uh, we can also Zoom with them and Zoom our meeting to them. So I want to encourage you, uh, listen, sitting in your home, whining or accepting communism, which that's what this is, when they close meetings to the public and they just tell you what they did, that's communism. That's a form of communism. That's one aspect of it. But uh, you're either going to accept it or you're not, just like masks. You're either going to accept it or not, just like social distancing. All that is baloney. It's fraudulent. It's a lie, just like these these meetings that have been forced on us by a fraud, a lie. They're they're cheating, and they're they're not representing freedom. They're not representing democracy. They're not representing the republic, the constitution. Uh, they are violating all that, and they blame it all on Gavin Newsom, and then he turns around and gives them money. You understand what I'm saying? What that is is a is a it's a pimp prostitute relationship, pimp prostitute relationship, and so they give up their freedom so they can have a steady stream of money. Uh, so th- that's this Tuesday, March nine, eight forty five in the morning. Don't don't be late because it's going to launch. We need to launch right at the same time as them. Nine o'clock, we're going to launch, and that is at Ninth uh, and J Street, and in the uh, in Marysville, California. Okay, that's right at the base of the Tenth Street Bridge. If you're over in Sutter County, you just come right down to Tenth Street Bridge and take the first right, and you're there. Very easy. Okay, so those are three of the promotions I want to get them in. So if you end up listening to a portion of this and don't get back to it, I'll, I want you to know what's shaking because listen, it's not what you believe.
You need to believe the right things. But if you sit back in this form of government, you lose. I spent a few hours today talking to a new um, a representative on a political board. And uh, he was telling me how much time he was put in. Plus, he was working as a normal job. And he was telling how, you know, saying a lot of people, you know, no matter what decision you make, you got people that are happy and people sad. And uh, and that it didn't pay it didn't pay hardly anything on the city council where he's serving and uh, paid a few hundred dollars a month. Once you take out the taxes, hardly anything left. Da, 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 da. So I said, yeah, I said, uh, that's the price we pay for having this this kind of freedom. You got to get involved. If you want communism, just don't even think and just turn everything over to somebody else and put up with it. That's what communism is. You just let somebody else run your life. That's what's happening in this country right now. And so I told him, I said, you know, I'm a, pretty much an illiterate on the founding fathers, embarrassingly so. But, you know, you grow up in a school system. They don't teach you jack. And if you don't dig in and learn it yourself, bad on you, right? First, bad on them when you're a youngster. Second, bad on you. So I was telling him I was reading about the Founding Fathers recently and came across uh, this. There was a discussion in this book. I think it was in the 5,000-year leap book by Skousen. And he began discussing how abhorrent and unhappy that the, uh, the Founding Fathers were that people would even consider paying uh, people to serve in the government, like politicians, like, like on the— uh, Senate or the assembly or a city council or planning commission. They just thought money would corrupt people. And I'm going to talk about that later about money corrupting some individuals. It's serving us right now. And, uh, so he was talking about, Hey, this is, he wasn't saying he didn't want to serve. He thought he needed to serve. He thought actually God spoke to him about serving and, uh, and he's got kids and he's got a future that he needs to look out for, for his family. And so he is going to serve to make a difference, right? And uh, he wasn't leaving California because he felt like God called him to California, no matter how bad it gets. And and so I, I brought up to him, I was reading about the Founding Fathers and how they really uh, thought once money becomes the, uh, the way, the reason people serve and the attractiveness to serve money, a salary, that the government would begin, begin to unwind. And uh, so I told him that James, in fact, James Madison, you may forget all the other founding fathers or most of them, but you may remember James Madison, father of the Constitution. And uh, he actually had to borrow money, borrow money to get to the Constitutional Convention. Now, that should bring a, a sense of reality that you normally don't hear about in history when people were committed at such a high level and they were very smart people. And we were having this discussion this morning how what we lack many times is IQ, enough IQ in the seat. We don't have enough intelligent people. A lot of times they're just flat-brained people. The second thing we, we really need, actually maybe it's the first, but we don't need stupid people, honest, stupid people. We need intelligent, honest people. And I said we need honest people people with character that aren't in it for selfish reasons or to benefit their partners. And we need people that are very bright, the brighter, the better to think it through. And so uh, we had that discussion and I said, Hey, 
Now, Madison was bright. Nobody's going to argue. The founding fathers were unusually bright people. But the fact is, um, we, uh, we have lost a lot since then, both in, in intelligence because we have a dumbing down our school system, and we've lost a lot because we pay people to do things we shouldn't be paying them to. They should just sacrifice. I'm going to carry on with this, but we got to take a break here. We're going to go into our second segment just after these comments. Don't you know, don't you know that it's wrong to take what is given you so far gone? Hey there. I know there's a lot of confusion out there about the coronavirus. Well, I was just recently sent an email from the experts and they have really nailed down some guidelines that might help with the confusion. So let me just share them. Basically, you shouldn't leave your house unless you need to leave your house. Also really important to eat healthy, but you should also stay at your home and eat whatever is in your house. Masks are completely useless unless you have an N95 mask, but a mask could save your life. There's really no treatment for this virus, um, but some people are taking hydroxychloroquine and it's working, uh, but uh, too much hydroxychloroquine could kill you. And too much ibuprofen could kill you too. So. You should definitely, definitely not go to a hospital unless you need to go to a hospital. In order to not get this virus, you need to be really, really healthy. Uh, you need to be going for walks, getting vitamin D, but you also should not be going outside. There are lots of symptoms with this virus, uh, one of those being a fever, but you could also be sick with no symptoms. Gloves are also useless, but gloves also help. The virus can stay on surfaces for two to four to six hours to, to 10 days. This virus really doesn't impact children, uh, except for the children it impacts. This virus is really deadly. But it's not Ebola deadly or HIV AIDS deadly, but it's scary. It's really scary. We should all stay locked in our homes until this goes away. But the only way it's going to go away is if we are exposed and collectively we build up an immunity. This virus does not impact animals, except a tiger did test positive for the virus in New York City. Hopefully this video has cleared up some of the confusion. Best of luck out there, guys. I absolutely love this question, so let's talk about what the right and or conservatism has done for me. Conservatism woke me up out of my victim mentality. I now know that I am not a victim because of my race and I am not a victim because I'm a woman. It has given me an amazing amount of respect, love, and pride for this country, the values of which it was founded on, and the people who work every day to uphold those values. Conservatism has pushed me towards true education, not the ridiculous ideology and nonsense that is being taught in our public school systems as of today. I've chosen to focus on myself as an individual, not broad sweeping movements that are forced upon society like the left does. And conservatives are out there every day fighting for me to have freedom of speech, fighting for me to be able to protect myself, fighting for me to have my personal property, fighting to uphold all the rights stipulated in the US Constitution, and most of all, fighting so that US citizens control the government rather than the government controlling the citizens. Maybe I'll make this a series because 60 seconds is not enough. Here are 25 questions you can ask your friends and family 
who still believe that we're in the middle of a deadly pandemic. Number one. If there really is a pandemic, then why don't we hear the constant wail of ambulance sirens throughout the day and night? Number two. If there really is a pandemic, then why are all of the undertakers saying that business is either normal or less than usual? Number three. If there really is a pandemic, then why don't we see endless queues of people at cemeteries and crematoriums burying their loved ones? Number four. If there really is a pandemic, then why are all the statistics saying that the death rate was within normal parameters last year? Number five. If there really is a pandemic, then why have all the normal influenza deaths almost disappeared? Number six. If the first lockdown worked, then why are we doing it again? Number seven. If the lockdowns didn't work, then why are we doing the same thing again? Expecting a different outcome from the same procedure is a clear sign of insanity. Number eight. Why is the government listening to their own very small panel of experts and refusing to listen to the vast majority of doctors, nurses and health experts? Number nine. Why do we see scenes of pandemonium in hospitals on TV when in reality they're all empty? Where's all the sick people? Where's all the COVID patients? Where's all the COVID patients? Where are they? Number 10. If there really is a pandemic, then why are there thousands of nurses out of work? Number 11. If the pandemic started in 2019, then how did all the governments around the world order and deliver COVID-19 PCR test kits the year before in 2018. Number 12. If used and discarded masks could be highly contagious, then why do we see thousands of them littering the streets and countryside? Number 13. If there really is a worldwide pandemic, then why do the rules and regulations differ greatly from city to city and country to country? Number 14. If COVID doesn't affect children, then why are the schools shut? Number 15. If masks work, then why haven't we been using them every year for the flu? Number 16. Why have we never seen people keeling over and dying in the streets? Number 17. If we should avoid crowds of people, then why are the supermarkets that can hold hundreds of people open and your corner shop with only room for three people shut? Number 18. Why is the government calling positive PCR tests cases and not just a positive result? Number 19. Why has the BBC and all other media outlets failed to tell you that the World Health Organization has published an update saying that the PCR tests are unreliable and should not be used? Number 20. If a cough or sneeze droplet can carry up to 30 feet, then why are we socially distancing only 6 feet? Number 21. Why are you okay with rubbing poison into your skin 10 times a day? Number 22. Why do we need an experimental DNA-changing vaccine for a virus with a 99.97 recovery rate? Number 23. If the vaccine works, then why can you still catch and transmit the disease after you get the vaccine? Number 24. If you've had the vaccine, 
then why do you still have to wear a mask and social distance? Number 25. How many people do you personally know who have died from COVID? And then compare that number to how many people you know who have vaccine-damaged family members. Open your eyes, everyone, and look around. Ask yourself next time you leave the house, am I really seeing a deadly pandemic? If the answer to this last question is yes, then you really need to turn off your television. It is much easier to fool somebody than convince them that they have been fooled. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're back. We're talking about James Madison having to borrow money to get to the Constitutional Convention to make some incredible decisions that basically laid down the tracks for us to have an amazing country. Certainly a lot of, a lot of people have made some amazing decisions since then, but uh, at least we had some strong uh, foundational uh, principles and philosophies built into the constitution that caused the country to continue to improve and fix things that needed to be fixed in the culture. You know, it's interesting. A lot of these, woke people, supposedly woke people, criticize the founding fathers for uh, not being perfect people. But the fact is they laid down a constitution that even though they, they were living in a society that tolerated things we don't tolerate today. And, uh, and now uh, just to reverse that we're living in a society that we tolerate things that they would have never, never tolerated, never, but they lived in a society. They, they grew up in societies that that in, uh, entertained or embraced things that we don't we don't do today. Like we don't uh, uh, we don't uh, how should I say this? Openly embrace slavery, right? Uh, which it was illegal back then. In fact, the Supreme Court endorsed it, right? Which is horrific. But they they designed a comp- competition which would have a, a constitution that would eventually set the slaves free. So many of the the aspects of the constitution uh were built in to remedy uh the flaws in humankind the sins of humankind and uh the it's the fact is these people our founding fathers didn't create many of the pro- the problems they had in society the sinful parts of society the deviant parts of society but they worked at correcting them uh, you can't just wave a wand. Just go out tomorrow. If there's something in our society, whatever society you live in, whatever city or, gov- or county government, and go wave a wand, your your special wand, and see if you're going to fix that. You're not going to fix that. So it took years to rid our, our country of slavery. Do we have slavery today? We absolutely do. It's called sex trafficking. and uh, But at least we've identified it as illegal, a problem, a bane to society, and, and we try to eliminate it. Uh, so the, uh, what my point was to my friend today is that we've got away for hundreds of years, actually, and particularly in, in the last 50, 60 years of just watching TV and eating pretzels and hot dogs and thinking the country is going to be all right without our involvement. And uh, we just focus on family and focus on, uh, 
making money and thinking that the politics, the undergirding of society would, would work out. Okay. Everything will just work out. Okay. Whether, and I got people that live right around me here where I live in Yuba County and Marysville, that just choose not to vote. Now the founding fathers were very clear, but we don't teach it in school because the socialists wanted to turn this this country. They got control of the school system. They're trying to turn this country into a communist country. And, um, so uh, the founding fathers said it very plainly, repeatedly. If, if people don't participate in this government, if they don't vote, if they don't serve on commissions, and they expect to be paid every time they turn around. And, uh, and secondly, if they don't have a spiritual discipline to, cor- to self-correct where they are, are deviant, uh, there's no way that we can have a free country. You end up with a police state managing and monitoring and controlling everything. First time I ever went to China, I went to uh, got into mainland China, went from Hong Kong, and we we, we uh, trained up to Beijing. And they had military people on the, every corner. Uh, they called them police officers or security police, but they stood on uh, elevated, uh, kind of like a box, a high box, but it was probably made out of concrete. But they stood up there and with weapons. And they just monitored the, everything, everything that went on. It, and so that's the way you do in communist countries. You have a police state. I just talked to some friends in Vietnam where we're doing some work, though we're not able to travel there now. Uh, and they were they were give, sending me some photographs, and they said, see, Lou, this is a, check, this is a checkpoint right in the middle of a highway. Uh, not at a border of between one state and another, but right in the middle of highway. And they're checking everybody's, uh, uh, papers or alibi, you know, where are you going? Where are you from? Where do you live? Uh, what's, what's your business? Instead of just saying you, you got, you know, you can go anywhere you want. You cannot go everywhere you want there. And we're getting close to that here. And, uh, so in, if you don't want that, and you want freedom back, which we don't have now. You're, you're being harassed every day. Take a vaccine. Do the mask. Do this. Six feet apart. Your kids can't go to school. This has been a communist takeover. You are living in the beginning of communism right now. You think, oh, I'm not ever going to put up with that. No, you already, you already lost. You lost. You get it? You lost. Sitting your lazy boy drinking your beer and uh, thinking you got something going on and taking a check from Washington. That's communism. Yeah, you think you're happy with the $600 check every once in a while? Yeah, your forefathers wouldn't be unless you're all welfare, welfare babes. So uh, anyway, that's what, what's going on. I had a great talk with this gentleman today. and uh, But we, I think we decided life is going to be different if we're going to have something different. We're either going to fight for it or we're going to accept whatever anybody wants to give us. And we, either, we need to throw it out. And so... The, the, some folks at, at the Tuesday night gathering in front of the city hall, people got a little lathered up. And I thought, and one of my friends got up there and pussied out and gave a talk about, oh, we don't, we shouldn't get all lathered up. I said, hell, let's get lathered up, right? What, let me ask you something. What in the world would you get lathered up about? Is there anything that you could really get lathered up? Like the guy I was talking to today says, I'm going to get lathered up about my three girls. That really lathers me up if they get threatened. And I told him, I feel the same way. I got a couple of grandkids. And if it wasn't for that, I said, I just packed my stuff. In. in fact, I was telling the police chief of Mary's of that. I said, dude, I, I'm getting fed up with this city and the country. 
And I'd rather just go where I, I can just go and be by myself and take care of myself because I can and be happy, which I can. I am happy. But I'm not going to put up with a bunch of nonsense around here. And uh, so uh, the fact is, I want to ask you, when, how bad does it get that you're going to actually do something and take responsibility for this country? Because you actually got bad DNA. If you're just sitting around thinking somebody's going to wipe your ass for you, you need to pack your crap and get out of town. It's, that's not what this is. That's communism. That's communism. You need to take responsible for your life and get up and get it on and stand up and figure out what this country is supposed to look like according to the founding fathers or get out. Right? Get out. If you're a mooch, mooches were not designed to be in, in this country. And they were, in the early days, they were confronted about their loser lazy attitude and they weren't given checks i got in a discussion with the, the sheriff the other day and i just i said hey the problem is government there's always been addicts there's always been idiots flat flat-headed people right people that would produce kids but wouldn't take care of kids people that abuse kids there's always been around since the beginning of time you can read about it in the bible if you want to get back far enough the fact is, what do you do about it? it? It's like when the window gets broken in your house, the, the question isn't, oh, my God, the window. Just fix the thing. Just fix it. The question is, how are you going to fix it? Do you know how to fix it? Do you need to get a glass guy over there? Do you need to get a guy to build the frame? What we're doing is we're um, uh, a guy, Walter Williams, that just died last year. He's a famous economist at George Mason University. He said, whatever you want more of, you fund it. You give money to it. Whatever you want less of, you tax it. So we should tax homelessness. If you want to be homeless, we're going to fine you. You can't be homeless. You either go to a drug rehab, we'll put you over here, we'll put you over there, but you can't unless you've got property and you just want to sleep out on the stars under the oak trees, great. That's fine. But you can't just sleep on somebody else's property or the public property. Now, there's a, a communist judge over in Boise, Idaho, a federal judge, that ruled that somehow I'm responsible for some homeless dude who likes to do, do heroin and take his general assistance, that's my tax dollars, and go get loaded and sleep out and pollute the river. That ain't cool. And, and that's a nut judge. But we got such pussy politicians that they won't confront that judge and they won't uh, file a, an action against that judge like this, the California counties, we got 58 counties, they could all go together and file an action against that federal judge and change that so they're not always getting sued by homeless people because they got a right to sleep anywhere they want. Doesn't matter whether they rip people off, get stoned all day, take the tax money that we give them to take care of themselves and don't take care of themselves. It's crazy. Government has created the COVID problem. Government has created the homeless problem. You didn't. If you're getting up and going to work, paying your taxes, putting your kids in school, you didn't do a thing wrong. You did everything right. And if, you, if there's anything lacking, we need people that are going to come to the city council meetings. They're going to come to the supervisors meetings. It was interesting the other night when they allowed the city council, the city council came out and welcomed people back in. They, uh, they allowed a handful to come in. 
And the meeting ended up going till I think 11 o'clock at night. They ended up finally in a closed session, which no, no need to have anybody out in the audience then. But people got a little taste. Okay, these guys are spending a lot of hours there. In that case, it's, all, it's an all-male group. Uh, and so people got a taste. Okay, if you're going to go to a meeting, uh, you may have to spend a, a few hours there if you're going to catch the whole meeting. Like, oh, my God. Hey, that's the price of living in the kind of country we have. You've been riding and getting a free ride. You've been mooching, right? You've been jumping on the tailgate of the car somebody else bought. And so you think, oh, well, I don't want to go. They're so boring. Get over it. It's it's what's making the wheels turn around here. And they may not be turning so hot. That's why you need to go and say, well, I don't like that. Right. But if you're going to be ignorant and stupid and you have your head in the sand, obviously the city council of supervisors or whatever is going to do whatever they want. Now, here's the thing. Like I told a gentleman today, I said, listen, dude, don't even think about changing Sacramento. We need to take control of Yuba County, Marysville, Yuba City, Sutter County. So he was saying part of his family is moving to Idaho. And they're actually Christian people. I know them. So we were discussing about people moving around and, oh, I don't like this. So I'm going to move over here. I don't like this. I'm going to move over there. I said, dude, in, in America, wherever you go, there you are. You took all your little foibles and weaknesses and pussy attitudes with you. And then, and all that isn't good for America is coming right behind you, right? Is coming right behind storms coming right behind you. You think, oh, I'm going to flee California and everybody's going to be, be good in the by and by. It ain't going to be good in the by and by. I'm going to guarantee that right now. And the, the other thing is, this is so fascinating to me. I, I didn't, I wasn't raised in church, but I got uh, converted as a drug user uh, in my twenties, early twenties. And uh, so I didn't know anything about doing church. And I thank God for it because it's really a messed up operation. And so uh, I got converted and I started going to meetings, church, what we normally call church. And so I started going to meetings and uh, all these people that I got converted with were all teenagers and 20s, early 20 somethings. No, hardly anybody was old, old as 25. That was really old. And so people were pretty fired up, man. They were like, I'm going to lay down my life for Jesus, I'm going to go all throughout the world. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to actually do what Jesus said. And today, to look at the same people, it's like unbelievable. Unbelievable. They're all wealthy now compared to the rest of the world. They're wealthy. And you know what they talk about? They don't talk about taking the gospel to the rest of the world. They don't talk about rescuing the homeless. There's no fire left. The fire's gone. What they're doing is hanging out with their grandkids. And then they got a hobby called going to church. That's what it is, a hobby. And, uh, and, and they got a toolbox, and Jesus is just one of the little mechanisms in the box. Instead of, like, their whole life being dedicated to Jesus. Then we wonder, like, how did our society go from a Christian Judeo society to one that our churches have nothing, no impact on at all? In fact, they had such little impact that 99.9% .9 of them shut down when the government said shut down. And the society didn't even suffer for it. It's about the same, right? And if you looked at the Christians, they don't look much different than the than the average than the average uh, Joe. In fact, it's interesting. My friend Dave, who was at the um, city council meeting, he stood up and told everybody we needed to tone it down. 
And he, he's, he pro, he's promoting an Alliance Defiance T-shirt. I said, for God's sake, if I'm going to put on, I'm going to kick somebody's butt and I never kick anybody's butt, I'm going to take the T-shirt off, right? I'm going to use it for a rag around the house, right? I would never wear Alliance Defiance T-shirt and tell people, oh, we're being rude. We're, it's like, hey, the, the, our Constitution and our founding fathers talked about redressing your grievances, we have, we have had these politicians shut down our right to a public meeting. They go inside, spend our money, waste our money, do stupid stuff, be perverts, do all kinds of weird stuff, right? Steal, steal from the people and compromise, you know, sell out our, our assets to people they know. And we can't even be a part of it legitimately be a part and get in and get in their face zoom isn't getting in your face man when you get somebody i've been on those boards before you get somebody come in and stand up and be lathered up and like start pointing at you and and go after you they got a right that's why our government gave us the freedom is to go after those people the government the, the our founders thought the government would be the problem not the people the government has traditionally been the problem bigger and bigger government our government has got their their nose in your house, in your business. The tent that they got the camel's nose is under the tent, in your business, in your house. Everything you got, the the government is in your business, and we need to take it back. And that ain't going to be. Oh well, you know, you guys, if you wouldn't mind when you get around to it, like, hey, you don't need to do it this year. You don't need to do it this year. Like twenty two, twenty three. Like you know, we know we know it's tough. We know it's tough. Just if you get around to it and if you could just if, you know, I'll, we'll, we'll send a, a letter and ask. And if you could just get around to it, you could, we'd really appreciate it if you would do this, this and this. That's not redressing your grievances. That's not redressing your grievances. It's telling people to get it together, get out. Now, not next year. It's, t- it's saying term limits. We don't even care whether you make a lot of decisions get go back and go back and uh work on cars for a living go back and sell insurance go back and do this go back and do that we don't want we don't want you to be a professional politician that's no benefit to us it's actually a negative so anyway i want to read this uh this gal wrote this she's got a blog i stumbled across that i thought it was interesting she's just give a little perspective on the state of like Washington, D.C. and what's shaking down there, right? We've been taken over, gang. They're just not, they're not, they're not there to take your guns yet, but they're coming. It's all, it, it, the works are being laid out. She says, business brought me to the capital district. Uh, the district of Alabaster Marble, chain link fences, razor wire now, the National Guard, and frightened double masking citizens. This is Washington, D.C., it's a capital of freedom. That's like Beijing, China, right? She said, brought me the capital district, alabaster marble, chain link. Now it's, this is since Trump, chain link fences, razor wire, National Guard still there, folks. You may be sitting in here and left the left coast of California. National Guard still back there in Washington, D.C. Protecting what? From what? Think about it. Protecting what? From what? And frightened double masking citizens. You remember this when masks were an issue? Now they're double masking back there. And Uber drivers, she said, reported me 
reported me for letting my mask slip for a second. The lady who checked me into the hotel was kind and anxious. Restaurants had clear plastic tents that were enclosed and had heat lamps. People walked outside with double masks and shifty eyes. Businesses were shuttered everywhere. The people who were out uh, outside were nervous, and there were too few of them. It's one thing to see news reports. It's another thing entirely experiencing it. I mentioned this on Twitter. Some folks believe that people are just virtue signaling and will stop once everyone is vaccinated. I don't know about the people uh, that people. I don't know about that. People don't give up even pointless procedures when they're afraid. Doing something, even useless somethings. Refer also to TSA and security theory. You ever been through TSA? It's nonsense. It's not stopping any terrorism. It's just virtue signaling. Take off your belt. Take off your shoes. Take out everything out of your pocket. Stand inside the tube. Spin around so they can see your junk. It helps a terrified person. Virtue signal helps a terrified person feel more in control. And some of these people are genuinely frightened. It's a bizarre contrast to places where kids are in school. Life is proceeding pretty normally. One's, one's perception of the pandemic is colored by where one lives. One, our nation is divided in a very tangible way over this. The Dems played with fear, fire, and thought that people would snap back to normal. I don't see that happening soon or easily. We're going to take a break. Be right back, and we'll carry on. Okay, why are Republicans against the Equality Act? Are we against LGBTQ people? Absolutely not. Are we against equality? Absolutely not. Here's what we're against. We're against favoring one group at the expense of the rights of another. Now, this bill violates that very core principle in three different ways. Number one, completely destroys women's sports. All right, makes it okay for a biological male to go into a women's locker room to compete in women's sports. This is really bad. Number two, completely dismantles religious freedoms. This has long been a bipartisan issue. You gotta protect religious freedoms, it's in the Constitution. This subverts that freedom, well, to the preference of others. Number three, uh, universalizes abortion. Basically says, hey, even though you're a doctor that doesn't believe in abortion, whether for religious purposes or you just don't believe in it for moral purposes, you still have to do it. That's just three things. That's not equality and it's not freedom. It's not American. I hate white people. And after I took Coca-Cola's anti-racism training, I became really inspired to help make the world a better place by teaching people how to be less white. Hey, Cracker, get out of my neighborhood. Go on, get. Fact, all white people are racist. I'm not a racist. Being unwilling to see that you're racist is a sign of racism. I don't know, I love black people. Loving black people is just another sign of racism. Your white fragility keeps you from seeing it. You're oppressing me. How am I oppressing you? What's this? What color is that, huh? 
You see, there's no question that systemic racism has created oppression of minorities in our country. So the way to help them rise up is by squashing these people over here. And then you have equality, as you can see. It's kind of like if someone falls down, the best way to help them up is to run over and lay down next to them. After studying Robin DiAngelo's work, I learned only white people can solve problems for minorities because minorities are too weak. So they need the superiority from white people to help them rise up from the oppression caused by white people thinking they're superior to them. Hey, Kevin, could you be less white? I don't know how. Why don't you drop the racist excuses and apply yourself? I, I don't know how. Well, you start by changing your name. Kevin, be less white. Some people get confused by what that means. First, their confusion is a sign of racism. Second, being less white is all about not being as white. It's as simple as that. So like white people should be like black people, but because that'd be cultural appropriation, they should also not be like black people at the same time. Who are the worst people on earth slash the whitest people on earth? Even God knows we need to get rid of these people. That's why he's always got the son trying to commit genocide against them. In this picture, you can see Martin Luther King Jr. shaking hands with a white man and therefore a racist man, which means Martin Luther King is a racist sympathizer and therefore a racist himself. And here's his son shaking hands with another white man. Racism clearly runs in the King family. I just wish the Kings would have read White Fragility because D'Angelo's method of creating racial unity, which is very different than Martin Luther King's, is clearly better. What's up, Whitey? Could you make that dog a little less white? The problem is racism and the solution is anti-racism. The definition of racism is discrimination or prejudice based on race. And our definition of anti-racism is the same. So in, in line with what she was talking about in Washington, D.C., uh, I was uh, we're training trauma intervention volunteers over this two weeks, this coming week we're finishing up or this weekend we're finishing up and uh, bringing on uh, 20 or so new people into trauma intervention and in serving Yuba Sutter counties within the 911 system. So we've done it for 27. This is our 27th year in Yuba Sutter. TIP has been around nationally for since 1985, and uh, so there's not very many programs because it's hard to start and ha hard hard to find leadership to run it. So uh, there's 15 or so big regional programs. We're one of the smaller regions that we serve. You know, we serve about 1,200 square miles here. But uh, anyway, uh, some of my uh, folks in the folks that are serving with me in trauma intervention, a couple of them help put a Facebook page together. We've had it for a few years. And so le recently we've tried to do, do a better job because uh, to try to get the word out about the tip training. So when they, we had the tip training, 
uh, we took photos and put it on Facebook to say, hey, we're doing a tip training. Thank you for the folks that came over from Boise, Idaho, folks that came in from Reno, Nevada to teach. Thank you so much. You you did a great job. Da, da, da. We had visiting speakers like fire chiefs and and victims and, and uh, all kinds of folks coming in. And so we've been taking photos and putting them out there. So, you know, as you know, with Facebook, you, you people are on your Facebook and the feeds share back and forth. So all of a sudden, the, the CEO of Facebook, or CEO of Facebook, C- CEO of Tip, uh, back in uh, back east, North Carolina, South Carolina, I always get them confused. Anyway, Asheville. So she calls me uh, yesterday morning and is really upset, really upset. And uh, so usually I just got a call from them when there's trouble. Never like, oh, how you doing? Love you and everything. We're gonna send you a little gift. <laughs> It's always like, rah, 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 right? And so, uh, so they, I get a call. She said, we've had seven, seven complaint calls about you. I said, really? What, what now? What did I do? <laughs> I'm over here in California just trying to run a program like for nothing, like the city council guy who worked for nothing. And uh, so anyway, uh, they said, well, you, you took these photos. Your Facebook is blowing up because you got pictures of people without masks on. Oh, my God mass we're like everybody's fire chiefs are calling from other parts of the country complaining that yuba sutter tip didn't we're all masked up and we weren't sitting six feet apart when people insist upon being sick tell me about six feet apart i know they're the stupidest people in the country right they would have been in the retard class in grammar school they would have been riding the short bus right damaged brains birth defects right Nothing against them. They it didn't have you know they they have no excuse for it. People telling me they can't. You know I said can't you? I, I told somebody the other day I got I think I got a PhD in COVID man. I've been studying this thing for one year. I've been reading, reading, watching videos, watching videos, reading, reading, listening to people talking. That uh, not watching the the stupid news. And people can't even look it up on like wh- how far of the spittle. The minute, microscopic, wet particles, how far they uh, float around out of your mouth, whether you have a cold or whatever you have. It's like 90 feet. Why are we doing six feet? Why are we like emptying every other house or emptying every third house or letting you know people go in and staying like 100 feet apart? You're telling me somebody's going to call me up from some other state and they're going to get on me because I'm not don't have idiot volunteers mandate that they're six feet apart. It's insane, people. It's like I said to the person, I said, you're the one that screwed up. I'm normal. We're normal. Don't give me this crap. Six feet apart. Pretty soon. I said, why don't you just mandate we wear condoms to class? A rabbit's foot in your right pocket. People need to go to hell. You're nuts. You're totally nuts. You want to excommunicate tip? Screw you. You people are nuts. And and at some point, we will. I had the police chief. Somebody said, complained to the police chief of Marysville that I was speaking about violence. We are going to have violence at the city council meeting. He said, I said, I said, really? I said, I don't remember what I say from one podcast to another because I do one a week. I said, they're all recorded. You could go back. I said, you listened. He said, no, I didn't listen. 
It's just county, Yuba County people throwing me under the bus. I said, well, you know me, Chris, the chief. He's a nice guy. I said, uh, if you if you want to come at me, I'll shoot you. But I am of a nonviolent person. And I have never advocated uh, if we're doing it, wanting to do a policy change or a law change or we're going to fight something. There are ways to do that. We do it nonviolently. Okay? But we have a right to throw the overthrow the government with weapons. And if the guys at Yuba County need to read that in the Constitution and read that to founding fathers, maybe we should come to you should come to one of the glad tidings constitution classes when we have them and get learned, become learned. So when we were talking about it, I just said, honestly, man, you know that this is bullshit. I'm talking to the chief. It's bullshit. What's going on down there at the city council, telling people they can't come in when they're walking in from a bar that they own they don't have any masks on. And they're not getting COVID over there. COVID don't bother bars. And COVID doesn't bother you out in the street. But COVID is going to bother you in a city council chamber. And we got the city manager, pussy over there, saying, oh, well, we need to take care of our, our city staff. What about when your city staff is screwing the neighbor? Are they worried about COVID then? Or, or when they're going to the casino? Or going to eat at the casino with no mask. Or when they're going to one of the big box stores. They're safe there. But oh no, we don't want to see any we don't want to see any of the public in, inside City Hall. Really? Maybe the city workers need to quit. And we need to get some people that have the courage to not wear a mask anymore and think, oh, oh, you mean medical science says I have an immune system that takes care of that? And uh, and Putting a cotex around my mouth is not going to work so hot. It doesn't like stop a virus because they just kind of go through like a mosquito going through a chain link fence. Listen, people. Just because the government is living a lie. And they're going to fine you for not joining in on the lie. You need to decide where you're going to stand up. Or well, you're just going to be a little prostitute for the government. You need to figure it out, folks. And you need to figure out what you're going to stand up for. I'm telling you, I don't have any children. I got grandchildren. And I cannot believe I just looked at a photo of a classroom that's in class. I would not put my kids in there. Maybe you think, well, I just don't know what to do. Hey, you shouldn't have been a parent. Maybe you should just, I, I got people to take your kids and raise them. In fact, here's my number, 530-713-1838. If you got kids that you can't figure out how to take care of, call me up. I got parents that will take them, will adopt them out from you. I got people that will raise your kids, educate your kids, and keep them out of that damn public school system. The public school system is communist, people. It's unhealthy, people. They're teaching your kids. I just saw this meme. Let me just read it to you. This is what, where we're at, people. There's a guy at a, at a chalkboard, an old-fashioned chalkboard. It looks very complicated, like, phys, like he's teaching calculus or phys, physics. And, and it's acting as if he's saying this. So it's a picture of a guy looking at you like you're sitting in the classroom. And uh, he's touching the chalkboard. He's got chalk in his hand. And he's looking back, explaining something. And these are the words he said. If we divide 125 genders by three bathrooms, 
How much climate change do we have? Now, this is the type of nonsense that your kids are being taught. Also, they're being taught that many, many millions of years ago, there was slime. And slime plus time equals a six-foot-two football player. Now, most kids in their private life believe that is totally nonsense. But in, in the class, because they're so intimidated and they want to get a good grade, they will answer nonsense with nonsense. Like, if you wear a mask, you can screw an HIV patient and not get HIV. You think that's stupid? Let me give you one just like it. When I went to Uganda, the concept in Uganda was because they were all screwing everybody over there. They were going nuts. They couldn't stay with their wife. They had to have a couple on the side. And HIV went nuts over there, AIDS. And the discussion uh, in the uh, lake where all the, the, the major lake over there, Lake Victoria, I think it is. It touches on several nations like Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda. And uh, the people that lived around the lake believed that if you went out, a guy, and you had, a, uh, you had HIV on board, you could screw a virgin, virgin. And if you screwed a virgin female, then uh, you could uh, be free from HIV. That's what they believed. And I'm sure if you're listening today, you're thinking, well, that's just ridiculous, Lou. Stupid. I, I'm telling you, they believed it with all their heart. And they got, went out and got themselves a little girl and screwed them to get rid of their HIV that they picked up from a prostitute. You're doing the same thing, wearing that stupid mask and standing six feet apart and taking that crazy vaccine. You're screwing a little virgin and thinking you're going to get rid of HIV. You, you need to do is go down to the dollar store and get you the stupid cone to put on your head and go sit in a corner. I'm telling you, people, the one thing you'll notice about Anthony Frankenstein Fauci or my new name for him is wrong a lot. He's wrong a lot. It, and it's not because he's stupid. This guy is devious. This guy is as devious as a pedophile at San Quentin or Folsom Prison. He is devious as it's the same thing. You think, oh, Bill Gates, Microsoft, millions of dollars. Oh, Zuckerberg. Oh, this. These people are devious people. These are people that you wouldn't leave along alone with your children. Zuckerberg. Right. Epstein, Zuckerberg. They're all connected. Fantasy Island, Epstein. Epstein, Zuckerberg, Gates, Prince Andrew. Soros. They're all pedophiles. They're all, they're weirdos. They're people that believe that other people should take control of your life, should run the world. And they, they, they want to oppress you and they want to eliminate about 5 billion plus people off the earth because they want to shrink the impact of humans on the earth. You think, oh, Lou, you know, that's just conspiracy. It's not conspiracy when they're putting stuff, vaccines in people's arms that are killing people or making them sterile. It's not, it's no longer a theory. It's a conspiracy, but it's not a theory. People, you would not leave your children with these people. It's interesting to me back in the day when I was in grammar school, I lived in East Marysville and no one even thought of taking their kids to school. Not a parent 
Nobody was lining up, dropping their kids off. I drive out to the church, the church I attend. It's off Live Oak Boulevard in Yuba City. They got a charter school out there, and they got all kinds of slowdown mechanisms and stuff because all kinds of people drop their kids and pick them up every day. Drop your kids, pick them up, drop your kids, pick them up, talk to me. Blah, 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 blah. No bus. You don't see any kids walking on the side of the road. You don't see any kids bicycling. Because Americans got no guts anymore. They got no backbone. They live in constant fear. I go to Vietnam. I'm driving down a road. Trucks are on that road. Water buffaloes are on that road. I mean trucks, big rigs, trucks, uh, freight trucks, garbage trucks, concrete trucks, cars, billions of little motorcycles and horses. And then kids are driving their bicycles on the shoulder. Little kids weigh 50 pounds, 40 pounds in little shorts and T-shirts or shorts and button-up shirts. That's their uniform. And they're, they're, they're riding back and forth to school, maybe miles. And, and it's raining cats and dogs. You can actually see their brown skin through the white shirt. <laughs> we would be totally, you take an American over there, they are beside themselves with horror. We got, we got to haul these kids to, we would walk to school. It wasn't any big, I'm just saying we walked a long ways. We just walk a few blocks to school, bicycle over to the school. Like that's the way it was. Now, now we're so full of fear in this country. So full of fear. It's unbelievable. We've lost, we've lost our guts in this country. We've lost our perspective. We think we go screw a little virgin and get out of HIV. We think we're going to put on a Kotex around our, hook it around our ears for God's sake. People with college degrees, it shows that colleges are worth nothing. Most of these colleges are total. You come out stupider than you went in. You send your kid to college. He believes in Jesus. You send them over. They come out hating Jesus. They're damn communists. And you think, oh, what happened to my kid? Right? They want to. They think it's the same to screw a woman, screw a guy, screw, screw a horse. It, they lost all their sense of propriety, Right? Because they went to the college, for goodness sake. It's unbelievable. And people say, oh, uh, you know, I'm going to send my kid to college. I said, what for? You want to, you you like believe in Jesus, your person of faith. You're just going to give everything up. You're going to sell them down the tubes and pay people to do it. It's one thing to give your kid over to a pedophile to screw them over and they'll do it for free. You're paying 40 grand a year to send them down to perverts down at Sacramento State College, UC Davis, UC Berkeley. All these places. Are you kidding me? Forty, you're going to give up forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars, right? Go into debt for a hundred thousand dollars and ruin your kid's future? Oh well, yeah, he's an engineer. Oh yeah, he's a weirdo, flat brain. He can't find he can't find a a piece of sense in his brain with everybody helping him. He's totally confused. He's demonized. He's over getting, he's on medication over there at mental health. And oh yeah, you really helped him send him to some higher education. I said, you talk about lower education. You send him into the gutter. I suggest to Pete, I send to some, some of my friends, why don't you send him to Hillsdale college? Their eyes just glass over. You send him to Hillsdale college where they'll get a real education, a Christian constitutional education, solid biblical character base. Oh, well, oh, well, I don't know whether we want to send him way over to Michigan. Just, yeah, just send him down the road there to the gutter. You just well send him to a crack house, <laughs> an intellectual crack house 
an intellectual place like I saw the, right through my fence the other day. I got a, I got people shooting heroin right through my fence. A gal was injecting right into her neck, right out in the open, right? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable what the country has come to. Why? Because you didn't have the, the balls to get out of your lazy boy and go down to the city hall and sit there and watch what they're doing and be bored for three hours. You'd like to jack off in front of your TV and have a good time and let the country go to hell. That's what this is all about, people. It's not about Joe Biden. It's about you. What are you doing? You're nuts. Sending your kids to crazy schools. Sending your kids down here to Kynock or Anna McKinney or these schools that they got to sit in some kind of a plexiglass box and put a, 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 a thing on their face and get, get their temperature checked. You know, some of my friends were down here at the Marysville City Hall and they said, we want to... We want a temperature checked, and they said, we're not going to get your temperature checked. You're not a doctor. I don't need my temperature checked. What are you thinking? You're putting a temperature check. Somebody should have socked them and knocked them totally into the next universe. You know, we've just accepted, well, you, you're all talking violence and stuff, and, like, you're getting all excited, and, well, let's calm down. What do you mean calm down? What kind of country are we living in? People telling me I got to take a vaccine. People telling me I got a temperature check to walk in a store. You're nuts, people. Grow up. Get a clue. You're under a spell, right? You're demonized. You're screwed up. People call me from another state telling me, I, I'm, I'm over here trying to train people to go out on 911 calls, and they're telling me I'm, I'm like gave a bad rap to tip nationally. Really? We're training. We got respectable people. They're good people, and they won't wear a Kotex around their face. They won't sit six feet apart when that when the the COVID virus, if you even were going to worry about it, travels 90 feet. Why don't we have like sit them out in a football field and do it from the broadcasting booth? People are nuts. Screw tip. Screw the whole thing. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of you people. You're crazy. What we need is patriots. They'll take this country back. I don't care how we take it back. Easy, hard, whatever. This uh, I, this show uh, is coming at the day after when it's going to be out on the air. But last night at Glad Tidings Church, there was a monthly at the same uh, Saturday night or Friday night of each month. Uh, there's going to be a Freedom Coalition meeting. It's not just to hear some cool speakers and be entertained like the Tea, pa- Patriot, uh, Tea Party Patriots ended up. They just ran that thing into the ground. They quit being activists. The meeting... Uh, Friday night, last night, was designed to uh, start constitutional counties. How are we going to do that? Stand up for the Constitution, break off, and not pay attention to Sacramento. Number two, uh, it's to uh, start a militia. Yeah, a militia. It's mentioned in the Constitution, people. It's it's not some weirdo that uh, just has two eyes really close together because they had sex with their cousin. It's, it's a solid deal. We're going to support the Constitution in our community. I'll be right back. We're going to start our fourth segment in just a minute. I just found out a ghost left town. The Queen of California is stepping down, down, down.
So I posted this picture on my Much Love Clothing Store Instagram, which is my clothing brand. And it was doing good, right? We only have a couple thousand followers. There's not many people on there. And this post got 180, 182 likes. I was like, yeah, I'm going to run this as an ad. It shows me working, has my work privilege shirt on, and has some new wristbands that were about to drop this summer. So I was like, perfect. I'm going to run this as an ad. And yep, you guys guessed it. It's not approved. They will not approve an ad. And let me, I don't know why, but let me read what I said. I said, work privilege, the art of busting your ass for what you want. Check out muchlovestore.com if you have much love for your country. Hope y'all are having a great weekend. Get ready for our spring and summer launch dropping Monday, March 1st. We can't wait to show y'all what we have been working on. Like, that's it. And then a little American flag emoji. And they looked at this and said, yeah, we can't approve that. That's divisive. That's propaganda of some sort. I'm sorry, when it's saying, go work hard, Go achieve what you want to achieve and do it while wearing my clothing brand. When did that become something that we can't put an ad out for? Whatever happened to the support black businesses? Like, I'm confused. All right, y'all. Um, it's finally happening. TikTok is starting to remove all my videos for violating the community guidelines. They call it harassment and bullying. I'm sorry I don't respect someone who laughs at the fact that soldiers have died in this country to fight for our freedom. And if you don't respect it and if you don't respect the flag, you can um, make your way to another country. And I stand by that. This government shutdown is like seriously crazy. I know. I mean, five billion to secure our border isn't unreasonable. It's a total waste. Like we don't need a wall, but we spend 130 billion plus a year on illegal immigration. I mean, spending five billion on a wall will save us in the long run. dig tunnels anyways so I mean if you put up a wall they're just gonna dig a tunnel possibly but statistics show that where there are border walls uh, illegal border crossings are down well the Pope says to build bridges and not walls the Pope lives behind a wall well it's racist okay do you keep saying that but that doesn't make any sense the United States is a melting pot of all different races. So trying to protect all different races is not racist, okay? We're also trying to protect children. Thousands and thousands of children are trafficked into sex slavery every single year in their attempt to try to cross over our southern border. And by we not securing our border, we're basically telling these children to come and try to make it, knowing full well that they won't make it. Most likely they will be trafficked into sex slavery, raped or murdered trying to get here. And that's, that's inhumane. Like we already have security, fences and drones, so. Fences and drones, yeah. That's not gonna stop anybody though, you got that, right? I mean, that's like putting a security camera on, the, on your home and then removing your front door and all the windows. It's not gonna stop anybody from just walking into your home. So you gotta fortify to secure, to fully secure. You get that, right? I mean. Creative Life Theater presents Choices, an original musical comedy dinner theater showing April 21st through 23rd at 6.30 p.m. Wednesday and Thursday's shows are $22 per person or $200 for a table of 10. Friday's show is $33 per person or $300 for a table of 10. 
This original musical production of Choices is a journey through time, granting a glimpse into the stories of Adam and Eve, Abraham Lincoln, Adolf Hitler, and more. This collection examines some big history-making choices and gives us a chance to consider the privilege and responsibility we exercise every day with the choices we make. Come laugh and ponder Creative Light Theater's musical comedy dinner theater choices at the Embassy Theater, 1179 Eager Road, Live Oak. Or call 530-671-3160 for information and tickets. So last night they had a meeting and uh, to do two things. One, how to organize a militia in Yuba and Sutter counties. Two, how to, how to uh, develop a constitutional county. Look at the county and determine that's not constitutional. Not going to do that no more. So one of the things that's not constitutional is we demand to carry a weapon concealed in, in uh, this county. Uh, you have to have a permit. And we want to get rid of the permits. It's unconstitutional. If whatever right you have, you think you have, if you have to get a permit to do it, you lost the right. The right is gone. If you have to ask permission of a government authority to do something, you have lost the right to act in that area. The, the second amendment says this right shall not be infringed. That means violated or invalidated invalidated or violated no rules on it no rules on it so there's a move going on and there's states one after another right now i think there's i don't know i'll get to it but there's an article in my packet today i think it's tennessee that they they're voting right now it's moving to the legislature to stop mandatory Conceal weapon permits. Now, some of the states like Utah just got through finishing this. They they said you don't have to have a concealed weapon we, weapon permit uh, in Utah or uh, Idaho. I think it's Idaho and Utah, but Idaho I think is the one I'm talking to tip about. So, but they're going ahead and they'll issue you a permit if you want one because they have a reciprocity relationship with 20 other states or something like that. In other words, if you're driving in another state that has an agreement with with Idaho or Utah, then you can have their permit in your pocket and the gun. And they'll say, Oh, you're good. You've been cleared in Idaho, Utah. We're good over here. And maybe it's Georgia or whatever. So, so there's some benefits in still having a permit system because other States are got to bean up their nose about the second amendment. They haven't changed yet, but what's happening is there's a move on and we need to start it in Sutter and Yuba County, whether Gavin Newsom likes it or not. Whether the federal government likes it or not, it's the same thing with ammunition. It's the same thing. I don't even know. I haven't used a gun in so many years. I was talking to the police chief. Thought I was going to go down there and shoot up. Uh, somebody said I was going to go down and shoot up the Marysville City Hall. I said, "Man, I can't even remember last time." In fact, I told him I hadn't used a gun since I was a teenager. But I thought later on it came back to me. You know, at my age, stuff just comes and go. So the other day, I was thinking, when was the last time I shot a gun? And I remembered it was with the Marysville Police Department when I was a chaplain. And they said, Lou, we're going to have a barbecue out at the shooting range. 
and come on out and we'll uh, we'll feed you and you can shoot guns with us. So I shot but I had never even shot a handgun before. I just had uh, rifles and shotguns. And I thought, well, for goodness sakes, here I got the chief of police called me three decades after I did this or two decades. And the last time I was using weapons was with them, with police officers. So anyway, the, the fact is, people, uh, we need to we need to get it on. And it's not going to be easy. If you think that we got here and you've been working hard, you've actually lost your mind, right? You've lost your mind. Change, getting this country back is going to take as much work as what our founding fathers put into it, right? It may take you borrowing some money like James Madison did to go to the Constitutional Convention. It may take you, causing you take a time off work. Because, you know, some of these supervisors' meetings, they don't even have them at night. The city council has theirs at night. The supervisors meet during the day. You know why? Because they don't want you there. They don't think you're necessary. The same way the school system doesn't want parents involved. You think, oh, yeah, they really, they always tell us to do this at home. No, 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 no. The bottom line is the people that run the schools think you're a waste of time if you're a parent. I'm talking about the public schools. I'm not talking about all schools. I'm talking about the public schools. Am I talking about every teacher? I'm not. There's some, I have friends that are teachers. They're great. I've, I've had some wonderful teachers in my life. I've had relatives that are teachers and they were very good teachers, but things are different today. The, 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 the system has been taken over by socialists. If, if you get tired of, uh, listening to me about socialists and communists, you need to just go to another podcast because you want to remain clueless and a lame brain and hey, join most of them are lame brains out there because they've been taught to be stupid. You listen to CNN, all these shows on TV. You think, where do I get all people say, where do you get all your information? TV. I said, I haven't had a TV hooked up since 1987. Oh, where do you get all your information? I said, I, I research. I do research. Why don't you guys get a clue and go do some research? Right. I got people that used to live in this county that care about this country that have worked in the military, work for probation, work for Homeland Security, and they do research. And every week, my inbox in my email is full of research that they send to me. They're educating themselves. Why? Because they don't want to lose their freedom. Freedom isn't free. If you've been getting it free, you're going to get screwed really quick. Because if you're out running around, I, I, I was, uh, we were trying to have a little protest. And nobody showed up for it this day, so, but about a handful of us. So we were talking, and I walked over to get in my car to leave. And a guy was pulling in to go into the Yuba County Government Center. And we kind of exchanged pleasantries, and, and he saw we had signs, protest signs and stuff. And he said, oh, what's the big deal? How come you don't have a mask on? I said, don't need a mask. Got a, I got an immune system. Oh, well, you don't. I said, well, I, I said, listen to me, pal. Let me ask you a question. I said, uh, when this COVID thing is over. You're going to take your mask off? Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't like to wear a mask. I said, no, you're not going to take it off, dude. They're not going to let you. He said, I, I'm not. Oh, he got all, he got all frustrated. Like, like I was trying to force him to do something. I wasn't telling him to do what, do it or not do it. I was just saying to him, you're going to have that mask. Get used to it, dude. It ain't about the mask. It's about compliance. It ain't about, it ain't about health. It's about compliance. It isn't about uh, saving your life with social distancing or living in your house. I was telling somebody today, 
when I smelled a rat when this thing was announced, told me I was going to stay in my house. I thought, dude, you don't know who you're talking to right now. You're going to tell me to stay in my house? I'll be jack slapping you. You kidding me? I'm going to go right outside right now just because you told me that. You kidding me? I li- I'm an American. I am not a Russian. I am not a Vietnamese. I am not a Venezuelan. I am an American. And I'm not joining the United States Corporation. Screw that thing. I am a free American. If it ends in my death, I'm okay with that. The founding fathers taught me well. They, they threw everything down. Everything went on the table. They, they didn't hold anything back. Everything got pushed into the center. People who are half-hearted, half-baked, limp-wristed, pussies, religious-style folks, they ain't going to make it, people. Did you see what happened to the churches? They all went home. In fact, they like it. They won't admit it. They love it. They don't want to go to church. They say, oh, I'm a Christian. They don't like to go to church. It's boring. It's a pain in the ass for most of them. They wasted their life. They missed the whole point of the Bible. Bible's greatest book on earth. I was telling my friend we met today, some of his people are moving to Idaho. I said, you know something, pal? He says, I think God's called me to be here. I said, I like, to, I like, your, I like your tone. God called me. I said, the Bible isn't about having a little thing in your toolbox. The Bible is being led by the Spirit of God. And many of the, the thing, people we are so proud of, oh, we talk about this person and this person. Oh, did you read about this person? Well, do you remember what Daniel did? Or do you remember what Joseph did? They were all living in contrary circumstances that didn't like, I want to move. Oh, they won't let me carry my gun. Oh, they, Gavin Newsom's all nasty bad. It's time to fight. It's time to jack slap Jack Newsom. It's time to confront him. The, the chief said, Lou, were you, were you like all fired up? You're going to come over and blow up the, the city hall? Let, let me tell you what happened. I go down to this, I go down to this uh, capital, state capital, right? I work with CHP officers all the time. I like them. I really like them. I work with police, sheriff, CHP. I like these type of people. And uh, nurses, firefighters, they're the salt of the earth type people. And don't get into the thing, well, there's some bad ones. Just name, how about let's talk about parents. Are there pedophile parents? Are there parents that, that screw the neighbor, right? How about let's talk about grocery people? Oh, let's talk about insurance people. Oh, let's talk about uh, teachers. Any, any molesters over there, right? So I'm just going to make a blanket statement because I don't have time to get in all the, the weeds with you on it, right? So I like CHP officers, right? So I go down to the protest at the Capitol because Governor Newsom has gone rogue and gone nuts and is violating the law. I'm not violating the law. He is violating the law, people. That's the time our founding fathers said, not some demonized guy. Our founding fathers said, get your guns out, teach your kids how to use them, and go down there and take your government back from idiots. You know, Gavin Newsom was screwing I talk about this all the time. You won't talk about it. I, I don't make this stuff up. Supposedly his best friend, campaign manager, he, on the side, he's he's taking advantage of his campaign manager, say he really likes him. Let's go have coffee. Oh, I'll pay today. I'll pay your, I, I got this, man. I, I got $25, $30 meal. I got this. Then he's screwing his wife on the side. This is Gavin Newsom. That's who's running the state. He's a guy 
that's so concerned about you, he cashed in on the payroll protection plan. He's not rich enough. So he knows he didn't even file the paperwork. He just has his government people file it for him, right? He picked up $3 million on payroll protection. They screw the rest of you people, right? So I go down to protest on the city. Have you ever been to state capital? I used to live in Sacramento. So the state capital is two or three blocks long, right? It's got a beautiful building there, but a lot of it's beautiful landscaping. People just walk out there, love new lovers, uh, people that want to eat their lunch from one of the high rises, get out in the sun. It's beautiful, right? So all of a sudden, there's not fences there. You can just walk. Homeless people can sleep there. It's just open. So all of a sudden, because we're anti-Newsom, we want to redress our grievances. They say you have to have a permit to come on this grass. People, that is against the law. So we go down there, there's several thousand of us, right? And CHP officers are in riot gear. For what? A peaceful protest? Do you think they just woke up that morning and decided to choose that style of clothing? No, it was all planned. They were told by this government, the pimp, Gavin Newsom, to put on hard hats, to bring batons, to bring shields, and go out and arrest the people. You know what they charge these people with? This is America, people. America. America. Millions of people have died to set us free. They charged them with, they weren't six feet apart. We're, we're a huge crowd, right? Now, if you can be a huge crowd and, and blow up the city. They did not arrest BLM or Antifa in Sacramento. And there was a huge crowd. That was fine. But we were a peaceful crowd. It was like a spirit of 4th of July down there. Thousands of people, and they arrested people for not being six feet apart and for being on the Capitol grounds without a permit. People, will you pay attention? It's nuts what's going on. Totally nuts. And then they tell me I'm getting worked up when they got hundreds of riot gear CHP that are running around on horses and different types of apparatus, and they're like stormtroopers pushing people off the people's it's not gavin newsom's the chp doesn't own the capital the people own the capital it's our right to protest there anytime we want we do not have to ask permission if you have to ask permission you have no right you have no right if you have to ask permission to have a gun you have no right it's crazy if we divide 125 genders by three bedrooms, ba- bathrooms, how much climate change do we have? That's the stupid idiot stuff that people are answering questions to in our schools. People get your, your kid would be better off not going to school and just going and getting a job. They would learn more and quicker and it would save their brain from, uh, from being eternally lost. I have all kinds of articles here. But I'm just going to, we have, we're in our fourth segment, and uh, I want to I want to read you this. This goes along. Jeff Nelson posted this. COVID is a true killer. So far, it's killed the flu. It's killed cancer. It's killed heart disease. It killed the ability to think. Logic. It killed common sense. It killed the economy. It killed the working class. And it killed millions of jobs. It killed millions of businesses. Human connection, love, and compassion. 
Did COVID kill, do all that, folks? That's your government that did that. I want you to just pretend for a minute. <clears throat> you know, every year we, we have illness, right? You ever been sick? I don't know anybody in my life that has not been sick. Living or dead. Current friends, everybody I know in my memory, the, all of, I know thousands of people. At some point in my relationship with them, they've been ill. They've been ill of all kinds of things. Cancer, the flu, a bad cold, gout, um, bad heart. Yeah, we can just go on and go on. Why do I have to go on? Do I have to convince you? Are you, are you so much of a, a dull brain, a slow brow, a low brow, a pussy that follows government, even though you know that they're full of baloney? It's so pitiful. Oh, let, let me just... Let me just back up and say this. The government, this this illness, COVID, it's an illness, right? So what? Do I do do is it is it all freaky for you to like say people get sick now? People said, Oh my God, the hospital has so many people in it. You know something? I've been going into the our local hospital for over thirty years as a first as a chaplain and now in, as trauma intervention. The hospital's always been busy here. What's wrong with that? Don't you want it to be busy? You know, if the hospital, I'm not saying I wish people to be sick. Can, can you take a critical thinking course? Just go online and take a course of critical thinking so you can think straight. If a ho- hospitals are built to properly serve the public, and so they don't build a thousand bed hospital in a town of 700. Do you get it? They build them proportionate to the population and they they've done studies that's why you don't have costco coming to ubik sutter county because there's it doesn't pay to have costco here or trader joe's same way with the hospital they design the hospital to fit the community if the hospital is under underserved or, or it is underused it will go broke do you understand that it there just isn't a mystery uh Mr. and Mrs. Grant that pays for all these things. The hospital has to be paid for. So it has to have business. So it, it, they built the hospital to, fix, to, uh, to meet the illness, car crashes, cancer, stupidness, domestic violence, gunshots. They add that all together and they say, we're going to need this side of the hospital. So to have a, they plan to have a full ICU. They like to have a full ICU. It, they're not happy about people. People say, oh, you run trauma intervention. Are, are you happy when you, I say, oh, yeah, we, I'm glad we were out on 41 calls in January. Oh, you're happy people. Come on, man. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Get a clue, will you? People, craps happen to people every single day. Get a clue. Grow up. Get a clue. Go, go take acid. If you can't figure it out, take some acid and see if something will shake around in there and, and get lined up better. Try LSD. Try something. Do not, like, grow up. Just don't do the same thing. If you can't figure this out and you've got a mask and you've got two masks and you've got four masks and you think you're going to wear a condom and you've got a rabbit foot and you're going to try to stay, get it. Go, do, go take LSD. Listen, I will buy it for you. I will, I will arrange for it. I will buy it. I will give it to you. You need, you need a breakthrough, dude. We need to get a clue, and we just stand up and tell people that's a lie. You're supporting a lie. These supervisors and city council people that are following nonsense. Now, the other day, they were getting ready to go to a supervisor meeting, 
and and one of the supervisors called and said that Gavin Newsom was going to have people fine the supervisors in the county of Sutter $90,000 for infractions of not wearing a mask. Listen, that would be the time as a supervisor, I would be on the phone to Gavin Newsom. I would let and I would let him have it. We don't have one supervisor in the North Valley that will do that. They're all pussies. They're not protecting you. They're not protecting this county. Oh, it's all about money. Oh, well, what's the county count? Oh, well, we got, we got to mask up. We Listen, we need to put on hoods. Put hoods on everybody. We got a double mask. Make them bring a rabbit's foot and a condom. People, think about it. Think about it. Do your own research. Where did the flu go? Where did heart disease go? Look at the statistics. It would take you one minute to use DuckDuckGo and go on the CDC deal and look at how many people died of all the various diseases last year and the year before and the year before. Take you three, two, two minutes. You don't have enough time. You got enough time to spend hours in front of the stupid box and you can't educate yourself and talk intelligently. A Vietnamese 15-year-old has more intelligence than the average American today because they actually want to learn and they study. We're going to take a break. We're going to start the fifth segment. We'll be right back. About a year ago, I think, um, we did a video for PragerU. did. Yeah, it was entitled uh, um, Dear Celebrities, something along those lines. And um, Dear Celebrities, no one cares what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, 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 sort of, you sort of had three main points from that. It was that, like you said, um, no one cares what celebrities think. You call out people like Beyonce and Lady Gaga and so on. Yeah. And then you said that people, uh, further, that people ought not to care what celebrities think and that celebrities ought not to act as if we care about what they think. Still agree. Okay. <laughs> well, Love Candace my, a year ago. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, my problem with this is um, whenever Kanye came out with his, his tweets in support of President Trump and uh, in support of you, there were, um, you, you went on Fox News and you, you spoke very highly of Kanye and you, you seemed Love to... Love Kanye. Yeah. You, <laughs> You, you seem to, like, you, you approved of his message, and this seemed to start a sort of momentum wave from which the, the Blexit movement that you started has gone on. So um, it seems to me that you, you almost have two contradictory positions on I this. I don't. So I think we've got your question. Can I answer it? Yeah, yeah. All right, so I don't. Kanye West never once came out and told people what to think. He told, he told people that he likes Donald Trump in the same well, way that I, mean, I come he, out. Hold on. In the same way that I come out and I tell you what I like on this stage. Mm-hmm. He was not at a... At a for Hillary concert saying, I'd like to introduce you to the next president of the United States, and if you disagree with me, you're a racist or a sexist. In fact, what the media won't show you is that when he was meeting with Donald Trump, he said, I love Hillary too. But that wasn't controversial enough. He yeah. said, I love Hillary too. I, it wasn't someone that I responded to. I like Trump. I like the red hat. I love Hillary. His wife loves Hillary. They live in a house where they have different ideas. Kanye was preaching a message of love and acceptance for everybody to bring us together. Celebrities preach a message of hate, and they tell you what we have to think. They say, if you disagree with me, you're a sexist. If you disagree with me, you're a racist. We must take down Donald Trump. 
That's entirely different rhetoric. I support black Americans that want to come out and say what they think and what they believe. What I don't support is the other thing where you tell us what we have to think, and if we don't bend to your will, we're somehow racist and don't belong in this country. I, I, I see what you mean by that, but it, it still seems to me as if like, you, you pick out a single celebrity. Because the idea in it is it's, it's not that the celebrities are necessarily forcing you to believe in a certain way. Because they, they do have celebrities that voice their opinion without the sort of threat of violence that you seem to superimpose behind this. But, um, I only attack celebrities who refer to Americans as racist, as sexist, and as bigots if we don't agree with them, period. You'll never, there's no evidence of me saying that this person just supports someone and I attack them. For example, I'll give you an example. Justin Timberlake, I think he was pro-Hillary. I haven't heard a peep from Justin Timberlake since Trump won. You'll never see me go out and be like, Justin Timberlake, how dare you have said that you were pro... He's allowed to think what he wants to yeah. think. The problem is that when you turn around, you tell us what we must think accordingly. That's my only issue, and I've been consistent in that. You will find no tapes of me saying that celebrities don't have a right to think anything. They have a right to think whatever they want. They don't have a right to tell us what we have to think. It's not clothing or personal style that offends God, but rather the use of one's appearance to act out or take on a sexual identity different from the one biologically assigned by God at birth. In his wisdom, God intentionally made each individual uniquely either male or female. When men or women claim to be able to choose their own sexual identity, they are making a statement that God did not know what he was doing when he created them. I'm going to quote directly from Dr. Tony Evans' commentary Bible on this passage of Scripture. Men and women equally share in bearing the image of God, but he has designed them to be distinct from and complementary toward one another. The gender confusion that exists in our culture today is a clear rejection of God's good design. Whenever a nation's laws no longer reflect the standards of God, that nation is in rebellion against him and will inevitably bear the consequences. Gentlemen will suspend. The house will be in order. Gentlemen may continue. I'm going to read that line again. Whenever a nation's laws no longer reflect the standards of God, that nation is in rebellion against him and will inevitably bear the consequences. And I think we are seeing the consequences of rejecting God here in our country today. And this bill speaks directly against what is laid out in Scripture. Our government, through this bill, is going to redefine what a woman is and what a man is. It can be anyone who identifies in that gender. Mr. Stubbe, what any religious tradition ascribes as God's will is no concern of this Congress. Dry clean only is definitely the only warning label that human beings actually respect. <laughs> you know, they'll look at cigarettes. This will give you cancer, kill you, kids, everything. Ah, oh, screw it. I'll do whatever the hell I want. Don't drink this medicine and operate heavy machinery. Oh, glug, 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 glug. Who cares? That's for people that don't know what the hell they're doing. I'm a pro. But if you have something that's dry clean only and someone goes to put it in the washing machine, don't put it in the washing machine. It's dry clean only. You're crazy out of your mind. I saw this uh, meme that, you know, you know sometimes these uh, people come up with a way of saying things that just, uh, it's provocative. It's profound. I was telling somebody they were wanting to do a billboard the other day, and I said, you know, you're going to waste your money unless you can come up with a really 
she was she was in the lending business. But most people that are in these businesses, these conservative type business, they won't say anything provocative. I say, don't waste your money on billboards unless you can say something really provocative, right? So anyway, this meme says Christian bakers refuse to bake a cake for a gay wedding because it's against their faith. So they ended up getting fined $130,000, right? So they, they would bake, they would have baked a cake for anybody of any persuasion, even if they screwed sheep, a cake, just any cake. But because of their Christian belief and the sacredness of marriage, they said, you know, if you want a wedding cake, we don't want to do a wedding cake because you're people of the same gender, right? So that contrary, we don't believe that's according to the, our beliefs. And, and uh, we'll be, you know, if you want to do any old cake, anytime, birthday cake, we got birthday cakes, right? So they were fined by the courts $130,000 because the courts now feel that they can force people in spite of their Christian faith. But it's not every faith. Other faiths they honor, but they will not honor the Christian faith. So a Muslim truck driver who's driving a truck for Bud Light. You'd think, you'd think a Muslim, right? Muslims are intelligent people, some of them. Just like Christians, some of them are flat-brained, some of them aren't. Some are really intelligent. So you think a Muslim, if he applied for a job, say for Budweiser, he would just—it might just come across his brain that he might be delivering alcohol. Just a thought, you know. Bud Light, even if you don't drink it, you might learn by a television commercial or see a person with a bud in their hand, smell the alcohol or something. See a squished can on the ground you pick it up to throw it away think man that thing smells powerful i think you know just it just kind of sneak up on you that it was alcohol and muslims i guess aren't drinking at least if they're really strict so the muslim he after he gets the job for bud 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 weiser he complains that it's against his religious faith to deliver alcohol so they say well dude you're working for an alcohol company it's you joined. It's like if you don't want to do alcohol, won't you sell? Won't you drive for the same kind of truck they use to drive soda, like Pepsi? But instead of that, he wants them to give him a different job, driving something else different, right? And so he he goes to the courts and he was awarded. They didn't get fined. He got awarded two hundred forty thousand dollars because he's a Muslim with a rag hat on. And he w is unwilling to do the job that his employer is asking of him. And the court gives him $240,000 because his religious faith said, it's like, it, it's kind of like saying that every job in America is delivering alcohol. Very few jobs deliver alcohol. But he got $240,000. Why the c couple that are just Christian bakers who are willing to sell a cake to even people that screw sheep. And they say, well, we, our faith, we don't really, we want, we don't want to solemnize, not sodomize, but solemnize or, or be, be sacred or create a cake to celebrate a wedding that's not blessed by the, by the God of the Bible. Now it's interesting because I read a story from San Francisco about a guy who married his dog. 
but he couldn't consummate the relationship in San Francisco, in California, because I guess you can't screw animals in California. So he had to go to Montana where he claimed he could actually have sexual relationship with an animal. I didn't know there were states that allowed that, but he, he got married in one state and consummated the deal. I guess the dog was, was in, you know, he was patient and hung with him till he drove over to Montana. But listen, people, uh, we have lost our mind. You needed to, you know, here, you know what my problem is with a lot of people, they don't know what they even think. And they're all full of this wishy-washy, well, you know, they're coming halfway and, you know, they're nice people and they really are going out of their way to let you in this city council meeting. I said, really? That's what we're at? We have people. My dad fought for four years in World War II and that's where we are. Mamby, Pamby. Can we, can we make you any coffee? Can we bring you a roll for letting us in the city council meeting? God bless you or the supervisors. Can we like bring you, you know, a little like a scone and some Starbucks coffee for being kind to us, right? Instead of like, get the hell out of the job, right? Pack your crap and get out of here. Get out. We don't want you. We don't like you. We, we don't even like your name. We don't like what you stand for. You're a communist. You're not, you're not, a, you're not an American. You know, I, I'm, I'm amazed. Some of my friends fought in Vietnam, and they're like pansies over here in America. I thought, what do you do, leave your balls in Vietnam? You leave your balls in Vietnam? You fought in Vietnam in a very controversial time. Now you come, to, you come here and you can't open the meeting? Oh, well, Dr. Lou. I said, screw Dr. Lou. Who is she? She's a nutcase. Can anybody, do, do we have to have a psychiatrist? You know the psychiatrists that work for Yuba Sutter Behavioral Health? They're making over $400,000 a year. We need, we need them to go evaluate the supervisor and city council. Somebody is nuts. We're paying the psychiatrists. We got three or four of them at behavioral health. They're making over 400 grand a year. We need, we need, honestly, man, we people are, are lost. They're lost. Let me ask you this. There's a clip here. You've heard it already. The 25 reasons COVID, you shouldn't believe the COVID thing. I want you to think about something. The Democrats are the ones that's really pushing this COVID thing, right? I want you to think about it. A lot of my friends are going broke. Non-essential businesses. Have you ever thought you'd hear this term? Non-essential. Non-essential churches. I, I'm with you. I think, I think most of the churches should, should just be allowed to stay closed. They're, they're, they are non-essential. You know who said it? Not the government. Jesus said it. Jesus said your church, your Christianity is not essential. If your saltiness is gone, if your saltiness is gone, he just said, you're, you're no, not, you're no, you're irrelevant. You're not relevant to society. You could be, I don't care how many buy, I don't care whether you do devotions every day. You, you read the Bible every day. You go to church every week. You're, dev, you're, you're irrelevant. You have no idea what the purpose is in your life. You have no purpose in your life. A drug addict, a dealer has more purpose in his life than the average Christian who doesn't know his butt from a hole in the ground. Oh, I had a guy tell me the other day, 
oh, well, I, I'm really concerned about doctrine. I said, you need to get served. You need to go help somebody get out of the ditch, dude. I'm really concerned about doctrine. Screw doctrine. Go help the guy that's all screwed up in the ditch and get him out of the ditch and get him onto Jesus and let him figure out his doctrine. Spend more time with broken people, for goodness sakes. We need these counties in Sutter and Yuba open. We need no concealed weapon permits. We need to be able to have carry a gun and not have a problem about it. You think, oh, that's unbelievable. Really? When I was a youngster and my dad, the first thing he did when I when it was legal for a youngster to carry a gun he took me to the Twin Cities Rod and Gun. I'll never forget it. Things you just you remember you do with your dad. You know, you, I did. He, my dad took me. All, all these men were there with their sons and daughters. And it was Twin Cities Rod and Gun. It was a club. And they taught you gun safety. I'll never forget it. It was unbelievable. It was a great experience. And then I was able to go get a, a, a hunting permit. You didn't have to get a license to carry a gun. I was 12, 12. Don't you think of your 12 year old? Would you trust him with a gun? My dad did. I, and I had a rifle and a shotgun. And before I was even, uh, I, I was like 13, 14. And we would literally walk out of the doors of our home in Marysville with gun and ammo and walk right through East Marysville over to the outskirts where farming was to the north and go out and and go hunting. And then we would come right back and walk in with our with our uh, birds or whatever we were shooting and bring them back and carry our guns. And nobody would even give you a second thought. They wouldn't stop and call the cops. They, <laughs> they wouldn't, they would, nobody would pull over. Hey, what are you guys doing? It was like, no big deal. Open carry. Teenagers open carry. Oh my God. I could see... I bet if I had was a 13-year-old right now and I walked through East Marysville with a shotgun, I bet they'd have 100 phone calls at the city of Marysville police. Oh, my God, there's a kid with a gun. I can't believe it. I can't believe it, man. He's going to shoot me. I can't believe it. You see how far we slipped? We're full of fear. Full of fear. No wonder we're getting taken over by communists and we're surrendering. No problem, dude. No problem. I got a kick out of it. I was just reading an article for the, for I was coming on this show today. And you know, the NBA, I, I used to love to go to NBA games. Just loved it because I, I played a little basketball and I wasn't that good, but I really enjoyed the game. And I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed the gym action and playing with my friends and the pickup games. So when my brother took me to my first in, I had a half brother. He took me to my first NBA game. He lived in the Bay area <clears throat> And I, I went to a Warriors game when they played over in San Francisco before they moved to Oakland. And I just couldn't believe it. They they were just so amazingly talented at athletes. I It didn't make any difference whether they won the league or anything. I just thought, this is unbelievable. They were huge. And uh, so I've always enjoyed going to NBA games and um, until they got so expensive I can't afford it. But I, I like to even watch them on television. But when I this whole thing blew up about China, Right in the uh, I can't remember his first name. I think his last name was Maury. He's uh, he was the general manager of the Houston Rockets, and Maury said, I think it's Daryl Maury, 
and he made a comment about the Chinese killing their people, genocide with the Uyghur people and the Falun Gong people. Millions are in concentration camps. People, oh, well, it's kind of not our business. It's just, you know, we're over in America and, you know, we need to let everybody kind of. Biden said, well, it's a cultural thing. Biden, Joe Biden, the guy, he's brainless. He, he's, he's actually people. There's more people in convalescent and dementia hospitals that got more on the ball than Joe Biden. He's the president, for God's sake, of the United States of America. And he, he doesn't even know what. He doesn't even know what time of day is it is. And he says it's a cultural problem. It's a cultural problem, right? And so Maury says he tweets out or Instagrams or one of those mechanisms about stand, we need to stand up for the, the Uyghurs. And China goes off the hook. You remember this? And Maury ended, he didn't get fired, but he ended up having to apologize and end up now he's working for another basketball team. But the NBA is owned by China now, right? It's controlled by China. Why? Because they're giving them billions. They're giving the NBA billions of dollars. And they're, all these famous athletes are lining their pockets with money and selling America out. You get it? Selling America out. And selling anybody else out. They're saying, oh, we want all these black dudes, right? It's almost all blacks, right? It's not like fair. It's not like, oh, 50% of the people in the NBA should be white. Because that's that's what the population of the country is. And we need some Asian dudes in there. It doesn't matter the Asians dudes are only five foot three. We need some Asian dudes. And we need some uh, Mexicans. Where's all the Mexicans in the NBA? There's not enough Mexicans to get the quota. But we got all these black dudes, right? And they want to turn around and support reparations. Really? You got a problem with slavery? What's going on? The people, your pimps in, in China, are got slavery going on. Millions in, in, in slavery. You know, it's, I get a kick out of this. You know, Americans don't get out enough. So Colin Kaepernick, who is, is all upset about slavery, right? even though he doesn't know a slave, none of his people were slaves. <clears throat> he was raised by white parents. He's not even a full black. <clears throat> he's a poser. And so he's getting millions of dollars from Nike because they feel guilt, right? Slave guilt. So I have one of my girls that I've known for years in Vietnam, and I watched her race. She's an orphan. And when she's graduated from high school, her name is Ni. Nee. And she, when she's graduated from high school, my friend, I won't mention his name because he's, he's working with the underground church over there. And um, so he says to me, he says, hey, knee, you know, knee. I said, yeah, I know knee. I like knee. He said, she graduated from high school, dude, her and Naomi. And and I said, well, what are they going to do? She said, he said, well, they just got to go get a job. But they and knees working in a shoe factory. Right. Colin Kaepernick shoe factory, Nike. You know, Adidas. So the money that Colin gets, the millions and millions of dollars that Colin gets off the shoes are made by my knee, my little girl knee. You know how much she works, how much she earns? $140 for a month of work. A month. $140. 
And then they turn around and sell it over here for $100 for a pair of shoes or so. I've never even bought any shoes like that. And then all that tremendous profit, they turn around and convince people that they're concerned about slavery. They're not concerned about slavery. It's a scam, people. You believe all this? It's a scam. And my little knee, so my friend says, knee wants to be a nurse, but she can never earn it. You can't even get an apartment for $140 in Vietnam. So we put her in nursing school, right? So today she's a nurse. In spite of Colin Kaepernick and Nike or Adidas or whoever gives him all this money nowadays, right? Apple, slave labor, China, slave labor, Apple, all these big companies. Oh, yeah, we're like, we're one equity. They don't want equity. It's a scam, people. You just don't know enough. You've been watching the boob tube, right? Your, your, your uh, brain is media pickled. It's media pickled. You're screwed, right? Just admit it. Just go do heroin with the rest of them. Enjoy your life, right? You're an idiot. Just go do heroin. Go do meth. And enjoy the few years you have because you're going to get screwed in the end. If you've got many years on you, you're in bad shape. You're better off if you're my age because you're going to, I'm going to go out strong, but I'm going out into eternal life, right? I'm not going to. I'm not going to live under some nitwit telling me what kind of clothes I got to wear, what what time it is, what I got to eat. Forget about it. I'm sick of it. You need to be sick of it, too. You need to be sick of it, too. Hey, I'm going to uh, mention a couple people. We're coming to the end of our fourth segment, fifth segment. And I want to mention Monty Hecker. Monty says to remind you that we need more signatures or we call recall Gavin Newsom recall Gavin 2020 2020.com recall Gavin 2020 is the, <clears throat> the, the place that you need to go to download uh petitions. You say, Oh, I, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard. If, if it's hard for you and Yuba Sutter, you can go out to Monty Hecker's place on feather of a Boulevard I always, I'm always nervous about quoting it, so I'll just read it. 5548 Federal Boulevard, you can sign up out there. Monty says we're trying to get not just 1.5 million signatures. We want to push it to two because we know they're going to cheat, right? They cheated on Dominion. We have Dominion machines here. We cheated on Dominion, California to rob Trump. And uh, they're going to cheat on these signatures. We want to get so many extra. We want to get a half million extra signatures. So it's going to be really blatant if they pull off a to- total steal on this uh, recall. So uh, we need to we need to, the more signatures. Fifty five forty eight Federal Boulevard. You can go on the you can sign there. You can go on the recall Gavin G A V I N twenty twenty dot com, and you can sign you can download and sign up there as well. Monty Hecker runs Elite Universal Security. If you want a job, if you need security done, that's the place to go. He's a great guy. You can reach him at 530-749-0280. If your stuff comes up missing that you worked hard for, that is wrong. That is contrary. That's immoral for people to do that. You have a right to hold on to it, to protect your belongings, protect your family. So Monty can help you with that at Elite Universal Security, 5548 Feather River Boulevard. But you can call him at 749-0280 if you need a job, if you're honest, if you're hardworking. He just doesn't want anybody. If you're a good person, person of integrity, he wants to hire you and make you into a guard. 
and uh, he will help you. You don't have to live in Yuba and Sutter counties. You could be somewhere in, in Northern California. He will put you to work because he's got operations and jobs and clients all over the North State. So give him a shout out, and uh, we got a couple more people that help us. We'll talk about it on the back side of this break. Coming right back. Hang in there. share some of the lessons from my state. I think the main question that needs to be answered this weekend is, why does America need conservatives? Now, the question of why America needs conservatives can be answered by just mentioning one single year, and that year is 2020. Now, everybody knows that almost overnight, we went from a roaring economy to a tragic nationwide shutdown. By the beginning of 2020, President Trump had created 7 million new American jobs. We had the lowest unemployment rate in over half a century, and unemployment rates for black, Hispanic, and Asian Americans reached the lowest levels in history. More than 10 million people had been lifted out of poverty and out of welfare, and all of that changed in March. Now, most governors shut down their states. What followed was record unemployment, businesses closed, most schools were shuttered, and communities suffered. And the U.S. economy came to an immediate halt. Now, let me be clear. COVID didn't crush the economy. Government crushed the economy. And then, just as quickly, government turned around and held itself out as the savior. And frankly, the Treasury Department can't print money fast enough to keep up with Congress's wish list. But not everyone has followed this path. For those of you who don't know, South Dakota is the only state in America that never ordered a single business or church to close. We never instituted a shelter-in-place order. We never mandated that people wear masks. We never even defined what an essential business is, because I don't believe that governors have the authority to tell you that your business isn't essential. Now, South Dakota schools are no different than schools everywhere else in America. But we approached the pandemic differently. From the earliest days of the pandemic, our priority was the students, their well-being, and their education. When it was time to go back to school in the fall, we put our kids in the classroom. Teachers, administrators, parents, and the students themselves were of one mind to make things work for our children. And the best way to do that was in the classroom. Now, in South Dakota, I provided all of the information that we had to our people. 
And then I trusted them to make the best decisions for themselves, for their families, and in turn, their communities. We never focused on the case numbers. Instead, we kept our eye on hospital capacity. Now, Dr. Fauci, he told me that on my worst day, I'd have 10,000 patients in the hospital. On our worst day, we had a little over 600. Now, I don't, I don't know if you agree with me, but Dr. Fauci is wrong a lot. Even in a pandemic, public health policy needs to take into account people's economic and social well-being. Daily needs still need to be met. People need to keep a roof over their heads. They need to feed their families. And they still need purpose. They need their dignity. Now, my administration resisted the call for virus control at the expense of everything else. We looked at the science, the data, and the facts, and then we took a balanced approach. Truthfully, I never thought that the decisions that I was making were going to be unique. I thought that there would be more who would follow basic conservative principles, but I guess I was wrong. Ask yourself this question. How far will people go to enforce mask mandates? Once you start lockdowns, how long can you sustain them? I lived in Hollywood, California for several years. I worked for a very well-known celebrity. I actually lived inside their home. And I can tell you firsthand, they do not live like the rest of America. These Hollywood celebrities, these global elitists are so incredibly disconnected from middle-class, hardworking Americans. So I find it really, really entertaining when they want to tell us what to think about our president. So, Hollywood, when you start living like us, then maybe we'll start listening. When you drive your own car, no personal drivers. When you know what a gallon of gas costs. Or better yet, when you know what a gallon of milk costs. When you shop for your own groceries. When you mow your own grass. When you clean your own house. When you scrub your own toilet. Or better yet, when you flush your own toilet. Seriously. When you wash and dry and fold your own laundry. When you cook your own food. No private chefs. But until then, Hollywood, seriously, just shut up. I always <laughs> wonder why, why do men worry that they, they might be gay? What is homophobia? What causes that feeling? And I think it's because all men know that deep down they have very weak sales resistance. You know what I mean? I know We're all wearing I clothes that don't fit, our shoes hurt. We're thinking, obviously, <laughs> I can be talked into just about anything. Really? You know what I mean? Really? I, <laughs> so I we're afraid that we might accidentally walk into like a gay store and the guy just says, just hold this guy's hand, walk around a little bit, see how you feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have to buy anything. Right. Just... You make my life so
right. Hey, I want to, uh, before we get too far into this f- final segment for today, I wanted to mention and thank uh, Greenitz Construction. Uh, Dave Greenitz has been uh, a great uh, contractor, craftsman in this area for 40 years, at least 40 years. And um, in fact, he, he and his wife, Leslie, are putting together the Choices uh, a dinner theater that, that is coming up uh, in April. And so uh, he actually constructs the sets for all the dinner theaters. Uh, he, his wife and he uh, designed them. And then he has uh, helpers that, that build these sets, construction workers that come in and volunteer their time to put the set together. And then other people paint the set. But when Dave, uh, t- to make a living, uh, what he does, he, he has his occupation and he has a, avocation you know and so he's a servant in the church helping out uh, helping people do well in life and uh, done that they've done that for their entire christian lives just served others and helped people and but they uh in fact last night we were training tip volunteers at church of glad tidings because the government ran us out uh we we're gonna infect the government they're they're more susceptible you know government people just get sick easier than the average person and uh and so uh, the other thing is, you know, the other thing about government people, I'll just finish this and then we'll talk about David Greenitz and uh, the plumbing doctor. But I, I've noticed that a lot of government people working for home. The problem is a lot of them are drinking alcohol and screwing each other. Right. Uh, because at home, nobody can monitor you. And so they're misbehaving. That's I, I didn't just like I haven't been told that by people or or uh, I didn't dream that there, there's actually been surveys done by corporations that are asking this question what are you doing at home like when when we send you home do you actually work do you actually work eight hours or do you like take other phone calls or feed the cat or like put on some lasagna for tonight i mean how much work do you actually get done and they found there's not so much right and people are getting high they're having like a beer at home having a cocktail right smoking some weed (laughs) it's like what do you think what do you think's going to happen unless you're self-employed and you, you know, even self-employed people, a lot of them are drunks and, you know, do all kinds of weird things. Other people that really are successful, they mind their business, right? They're, they, uh, they got it under control. Dave Green, is a great contractor and, and, uh, constantly what well, I, I enjoy his, his Facebook posts come over onto my feed and I got to see all the new work. And I, I just think, man, I knew that guy when he didn't even know how to build anything. Now look what he's doing. That guy's come a long ways, baby. So anyway, we're out training tip people last night and, um, and, and Leslie Greenitz walked in. I thought, Oh, cause I, I normally don't use this building out there. It's a very nice training building and lots of people. It's just been busy, busy, busy around there. Like every time I'm there, there's other classes going on. And she said, I said, what are you doing out here doing drama stuff? And she said, no, no, no. We got a painting class going on out here tonight. And, uh, so they've been out there working and helping people for 40, 40 years, 40 or more years. So if you want a great contractor to do your kitchen or bath, honestly, if I, if I was starting out again and I was married, had a family and I was wanting to fix up a house or do a kitchen or bath, I wouldn't have anybody else do it because I would want a really cool one, right? I want, I don't want to waste any money and think, oh, that cabinet's kind of hanging weird there, or that corner didn't like fit or this, we're a little short on the cabinet over here, dude. Or, or the, the countertop's got a dick, you know, a ding in it. Or the paint job doesn't really look that, uh, you know, it didn't look, the coverage 
didn't work really good with that color, right? It just doesn't happen on their jobs. They're like super duper. Like all their con their their subcontractors are amazing. They're craftspeople. I know some of them. And uh, I know what kind of quality work they do. So if you want to reach out to them, you can, if you want to go millennial style and you're all afraid and you're, you're a, you know, safe spaces person, then you can go on his uh, website, greenitzconstruction.com, or you can go on his Facebook site at, at Dave Greenitz Construction. And uh, you can look at what he does. You don't have to take my word for it. And then you can email him off there or uh, text him or something. And I'll give you a cell phone number for those that are really bold and you actually could actually make it through a phone conversation. You could call and say hello, and then the person says hello back, and then you introduce yourself. You could, if, you're, if you know how to do that today, then you could call them at 530-682-9602. 530-682-9602. So uh, check it out, and uh, you may have to wait, but like me, I, I like things quality, right? Some things, no big deal. But other things, I'll wait for it, or I'll I'll drive for it, or I'll order it out to to get the right thing because I want quality. You're, you're going to live in a place you want quality. The worst thing that can happen is get a bum contractor. Oh, you know, bum contractor, end up in a lawsuit. And other people that uh, like is Ted Holmes with the Plumbing Doctor, and uh, he helps our show here. So if you want to solve a plumbing problem. I think you've got all those problems kind of dialed in. You know what a plumbing problem looks like. I certainly do, and I'm not very smart. Uh, 530-671-9111, 530-671-9111. And actually, if you're looking to go to, if, you, if you're like serious and you want to go to work, uh, I know that they're looking for plumbers over there. They'll hire plumbers. And also, if you're just starting out, you got a strong back, you're into working and you want to make some money, uh, you can call that same number and ask for Ted and his liftoff floor removal. They were looking for employees over there. So, you know, in, you know, my, my, my thing nowadays, there's lots of jobs out there. You just got a lot of people who are just really lazy. So if you want a job, uh, there is uh there's something to do out there, man. I, I've just talked most of the time, uh, without using my notes here. And, uh, I like this. This is a meme. It shows a, a guy, I think it shows a uh, a photo of two men from the Civil War sitting on a stump together, one from the north, one from the south. And it says at the top, this actual photo of two gents from the Civil War, veterans, it says, it says it's our shared history, the Civil War, our shared history. And underneath it says history is not there for you to like or dislike. I'll say that again. A lot of you people that are into tearing down statues and removing murals and stuff, you're actually losers. So I'm going to tell you this is the truth. History is not there for you to like or dislike. It is there for you to learn from. And if it offends you, that's great. Even better, it says. I would say that's great if I was reading this. If it offends you, be offended. Get really pissed. Get really offended if part of history really ticks you off, right? You know what really ticks me off about history? The more I read about what the Nazis did, the Holocaust. You know, you always think of the Holocaust, the camps. I ran across a photo, and it says the photo. You can look it up on the Internet, right? 
and I, I've mentioned this before, but I've been trying to get a copy of the photo that's big enough. I want a big, I want it for my house, right? I have one of the, the tank man from Beijing, and I want one that's like two by three feet or something. But it's called Shoes on the Danube, the Danube River in Europe. Shoes on the Danube. And what they did, the Nazis, they took people along that, and they took them to the, that they wanted to remove, kill eliminate and they took him to the 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 bank of the danube and they told him to remove their shoes and then they shot them back in the back of the head and and they fell into the danube and floated away and so many were killed there it's kind of like what isis did remember what isis when they're shooting christians in the back of the head and pushing them in the water or dropping them in the water shoes on the danube is when you look at it, and there's hundreds and hundreds of different photos on the internet, on Google, say, for instance, Google Images. It, it just, my, my mind just goes back there, and I just ponder, 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 ponder. Who, who belonged to those shoes, right? Who was in those shoes? Who were they, right? And all different types of shoes. And, of course, it's been recreated by an artist, and, and they, it's, it's, a, uh, it's like a sculpture that goes on for hundreds and hundreds of feet. Because there's just a set of shoes that are they made out of metal now, but cast, and they've stuck it into the concrete so they won't go anywhere. But it's for people to ponder. That's where that person ended up. Why? Because they let Nazis take over, right? They said, oh, it's okay. It'll be okay. Communists take over. Shoes on the Danube. Go look at it. They may be your shoes. Maybe one day you'll get to stand on the river and get shot in the back of the head. You think that's you? How do you think that happened? People let it happen. Were there city councils? Yeah. Were there supervisors? Yep. Were there government officials? Police? Yep. They let it all happen. They tolerated it. No Second Amendment. Shoes on the Danube. Go go go. Sit and bring it up really big on your computer. Let it fill the screen. Then let it fill your soul. Get a good look. Go get some pictures of the insides of the Holocaust, the concentration camps, where they're laying in layers. You think, oh, I've never seen it. You know, I have. I went to the internment camps in Hong Kong in 1990 where all the boat people were living. Thousands were living there. When I went into Hong Kong to smuggle Bibles into communist China, one of the guys said, you want to go see the internment camps? I said, what are, what are you talking about? They said, dude, there's tens of thousands of Vietnamese that floated in here from getting away from communism. I said, really? He said, I said, where are they? They said, they're held in razor wire camps, 15, 20 feet tall uh, steel cages around these big concrete areas with Quonset huts, metal Quonset huts. You know how it gets, it gets amazingly hot in Hong Kong in the, in the summer. Very humid, hot and humid. They're in concrete, no air conditioning. And they are layered in there, not as bad as the Holocaust, but they're layered in. There. A family got a four by eight sheet of plywood and they're layered. You can see everybody there, men and women. They're all together, children sleeping. You can get an idea how people lived. Why? Because of communism, Nazism. You know what happened to all those Vietnamese that lived there? Almost all of them got shipped back to Vietnam, back to the communists they fled. 
Yeah, people put on the mask, put on the mask, put on the mask. Force your kid to put on a mask, little three-year-old. Beat him. Beat his butt. Takes a mask off. Yeah, beat him. Beat him because he doesn't wear a mask. Train him. Train him to be compliant. Make him wear Kotex around his face. Yeah. Six feet apart. Hey, hey, hey. Stand on the X. Stand on the X. Teach him right. Yeah. Teach him to be a good little communist. Yeah. So what we have now, right? They made a big deal about COVID. Do you think it's odd? Did you know they were flying COVID patients in to California to treat them from Mexico and then adding them into our count to keep our count up? You didn't know that? I'm sorry you don't know so much. You just don't know it much at all, do you? They were bringing them across the border. In the in the uh, there's an article that says sociopath Joe Biden. It's a, have you ever seen this? A president of the United States. They're calling him a sociopath. Sociopath Joe Biden imports coronavirus from Mexico. Do you know the borders open and they're bringing in thousands of people now? Do you think? Do you know they're not che- they're not checking them? They're checking you at city council the other night. We got to take your temperature, but they're letting thousands of Mexicans across the border. No temperature check. No PCR test. They're not even caring if they're sick. They're letting them in. Children. Do you remember the cages? You know, Trump didn't make any cages. Those were Obama cages that Trump then got blamed for when when he took over. How dare you? Kamala Harris said, oh, Kamala Toe Harris, the gal that went to the top with her crotch spread. Kamala Harris, oh, it's inhumane, OAC, oh, it's inhumane, I can't believe it, I can't believe we're a modern company, country and we got kids in cages, da 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 Obama made the cages, nobody complained, and now Biden, they, they're building more cages, do you care? Oh, Trump, I had somebody say, oh yeah, I really like what Trump did, but you know, he was such, you know, he wasn't a perfect person, I said, for God's sake, who knows a perfect person, who knows one? Who cares what their personality is? Do the right thing. As I say in people in government, I say you get the most money of all the people in our community. Can't you just go to work and do your job without stealing from us, without molesting the person next to you, without screwing your neighbor? Just go do the damn job and go home and mind your business and stay out of my business. Leave me alone. They're letting thousands of people across the southern border that are sick with coronavirus people. And then they're adding the count to the thing that you get freaked out about that our politicians post on Facebook. Have we ever in the United States of America posted every single day some stupid ailment that we have? No. Why are we doing it? Because people aren't asking any questions. We're doing it to scare the hell out of you. Grow up. Get a clue. It's there every day in your face to intimidate you, to create fear in you. Listen, what does fear do? Talk to any doctor that has any sense. You live in fear, you will die quickly. You live all jacked up with all the the chemicals, fight or flight chemicals running around your system. Oh, my God. Are we going to kids for goodness sakes, kids are asking their patients, their parents, little kids, are we going to die from this? 
Why, why are we even bringing this all into their lives? Because the people at the top want to control society and they don't care how many die. In fact, they want people to die. They printed it in the agenda papers, agenda 21, agenda 30. They want a smaller earth in terms of population people. They say it there. When people say, if people say, you know, they call the police, they call 911. He, my neighbor got mad at me. He says he's going to kill me. They call 911. But they, people will not read one of these things. You know, it's amazing to me. The, the pandemic supplies were created and delivered prior to the pandemic. I want you to just hold this thought. Oh, Lou, you, you're just making that up. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just making it up. The pandemic supplies, the PCR supplies, all the PPE protection supplies were all cornered by China. China had the corner on all the P they knew what was going to happen. Fauci told president Trump before the pandemic broke out, we're going to have a pandemic. He's a prophet. Fauci, the prophet, we're going to have a pandemic. My friend, we scramble around put a bunch of ventilators, thousands of ventilators. We caused corporations to retool and build ventilators. We didn't even need them. We shipped them to Indonesia to dump them. People over there thought these big C5 planes flying in was loaded with ventilators. Indonesians thought, how come they're donating these ventilators to us? We don't, we don't ever need all these ventilators. Ventilators cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably a piece or 10,000 or 5,000. I don't know. C-5, it's the biggest freight plane America has. They drop the back end down and they just drive trucks out of those things. Loaded with ventilators. We gave them away to third world countries because we blew it. And they, the government doesn't have enough integrity to say, we blew it. We jerked you around. I, I, I got all kinds of articles. I could, <laughs> we got... They're doing an investigation on the one of the pervert brothers. What's the name? of Cuomo brothers. They're all perverts. Cuomo, Chris, and Andrew. Oh, Andy and Chris. They're out like messing with women, fondling women, kissing women, messing with people's women. And he killed a bunch of people, and as well as Newsom. These Democrat governors forced the most vulnerable people. They take all the kids out of school who are not vulnerable. They would, kids in school, that age group are more likely to be killed by lightning than catch COVID. But they put the most vulnerable people who have compromising issues like half a lung missing. They got diabetes, right? They can't breathe. They've been smoking cigarettes for a hundred years. And they put those, they put sick COVID patients right next to them. That's your Democrats for you folks. Those are people that are, they, that. They never met a baby that they wouldn't kill. The Democrats never made it. They said, oh, you don't want that baby? It just got born. Well, how, how long has it been? Oh, we can take care of it. Just strangle it. Right. Stab it in the neck. Strangle it. Right. Drown it. Right? It's okay. We're in charge. We make up the rules. It's moral as long as, I mean, Barbara Boxer, the former senator, 
from the state of California said we ought to come up with a plan where you could try the kid out for a week or two and then turn him back in and like just send him to the glue factory. <laughs> These people, people, I can't take it anymore. I can't take I Next week, next week we'll do something else. It's over here. Uh, the party's over. God bless you. Catch We're you so later. Glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. Sugar to kiss. Sugar to kiss.